0: We're live, live pal. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to this soft open of the Shining Wizard Wrestling podcast. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be soft. Uh, very soft. Very soft. Later, it'll get rock hard.
1: That's right. Thanks to Blue
0: Chew. <laughs> we don't have a Blue Chew sponsorship, right. Kevin. Let's we'll start with that shit. We'll try. <laughs> I can add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> the sponsor everybody. We got a huge show tonight, though. Carl Fredericks. joining us the alpha wolf the big four from the la dojo he joins us in about 15 minutes uh tony t donk the uh alpha dog alpha shit uh kevin has a uh, kevin the more you talk about your theory the more
1: i'm i believe it it's dude he hates guests doesn't want to talk to people barely wants to talk to us hates them uh Oh the, day, oh, the day got away from me. <laughs> 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 the day got away from me. Oh, His kid's like 27 years old. And he's still helping him with tests.
0: Like I think he got to get into one of them uh, fancy white people schools.
1: I thought he already did. I think he's only like, he's not even in high school yet. I don't listen. I, my parents stopped helping me with my homework. And like, well, I stopped doing my homework. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, But, like, ah, he hates guests. He hates guests. He hates guests that he's not 100% super familiar with, even more so. So it's just a perfect storm of the day got away from me, super busy, short on t- I'm short on time. I thought maybe he would have to leave early.
0: Now... You do understand the consequences of the words coming at you. He might be listening, and he might come in a fucking maniac after we talk to Carl Fredericks.
1: Are you prepared for Maniac Tony? No, no, I'm not. This was, this okay. was probably a bad idea, um, but it's just it just furthers my, my thesis statement. Right, but is
0: it a bad idea if it's true cat? Because you know what? The more, if we look at the trends.
1: Mm, follow the trend. Right? This is not the first time he's done this. I know. When he sent a text, he's like, "So what I want." He was like, "I want to try to figure out a good time to drop in." I, would, I wanted so bad. I had it on. The, I was like six forty-five, Tony. Like, I, had, I had it, and I didn't hit send. I was like, you "Should have." That would have been hysterical. But I can never tell. Like I don't know. Like when like jokes are funny or when they're just trolling. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't know that limit. So. I think
0: it's all funny until somebody gets their butt feelings hurt.
1: Well, that's usually me, so that's why I don't start it. Ah, you it would have been great. What'd he say? I'm sorry. I said, you should have been, you fucking dildo. I did see that. That was great. Yeah. Great response. So, that, so you covered it. You covered us both. Yeah. We
0: got a, a giant show. We got Carl Fredericks, like I said. Tony's joining us. We got AEW Revolution, which happened last night. We got Impact Sacrifice Saturday night. Tony Khan brought Ring of Honor. Vince McMahon was on the Pat McAfee show. It's WrestleMania season. Kevin's got a top five list. Uh, we got pick updates. Hopefully you follow us on social media. Oh, that's a stinker. And you can uh, you can see how we did. Um, oh, how tables have turned, people. What an exciting time. Uh, and it's all next here. Oh, I forgot. See, Tony's not here. I have to do all this goofy shit now. Yeah, see, this is what uh, it does to us, Matt. Uh, what am I doing here? It's all next here on the Shining Wizards podcast. The following is a presentation
2: of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show.
3: All right, this is Headbanger Thrasher, one half of the Headbangers. That's right, the former WWE tag team champ, and you're listening to the Shine Wizards Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) Don't miss it, and don't turn it.
0: Monday night and you know what that means another episode of the shining Wizards wrestling podcast where of course it is wrestling talk and
1: talk about wrestling baby
0: Kevin I don't know if we talked about this on the show but I just want to give you props Mm. because the the hard line has it's 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 brought you back to Kevin it's Kevin in studio what's the hard line yeah, when you plug in your – your to the, to the router. Oh, the old hard we, wire. We talked about it off air,
1: but I don't know if I've given you props on on the show. I mean, I don't – I mean, the wire really should get the props. I mean, it's, it's – I mean, the, the wire did it. I just bought it and plugged it in.
0: Hey, it's a game changer. It's like we're all in studio together. I one agree. Day, one and day may still be a
1: possibility. And it's something that I never even thought of until you brought it to my attention. Or you or Tony did. I forget, but Tony hates guests, so we're not talking about them. Oh, wow. But, but, um, but yeah, I didn't know that it was a thing until it was mentioned to me. And then once, I, once it was mentioned, I was like, well, this should be a no-brainer. I should probably get one of these. The only thing, it's insanely long. I got the 100-foot cable. I didn't need 100 feet of hard wire. If you will, it's not to be okay. confused with Live Wire, but Hard Wire, Ooh,
0: Live Wire, I'm Todd Pentingale.
1: Oh, that's right! Great vehicle, great vehicle.
0: Okay, one thing that sucked
1: about Live Wire is that it replaced like, like, uh, did it? What did it, was it? No, no, it, it was an addition. What's its name? Replaced Challenge. Um uh, Mania. Live Wire replaced Mania, I think. <laughs> WWF Mania, and then something replaced Challenge. And it's gonna kill me now. Um, it was a Sunday show. It wasn't a Superstars or Saturday Challenge was Sunday, and also All American Wrestling was Saturday. But something cha- something replaced Wrestling Challenge, and it's gonna kill me, Matt. Please help me. Please help me. Um, it was Slam. No, Saturday morning Slam. No, it wasn't Saturday morning Slam. It was. Uh, someone is. Is anyone? Is anyone watching? I mean, me? I'm looking it up right now. You're good. Just, just. It, uh, it was. It wasn't wrestling challenge. It wasn't. I remember the logo clear as day. It was Sunday. It was a Sunday show. It was. Uh, it was in like the mid '90s. It was Attitude Era. Oh. Uh, action Zone. Action Zone. There it is. Yeah. So hardwire is good. The cable's good. Live wire is great. Action Zone sucked. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's working out good so far and it's only a a minor inconvenience for the people I live with. So whatever. Uh, Don't mind me if I
0: seem distracted, Kevin. Um, if you follow social media, um, (sighs) AW continues to release, uh, figures, tons of figures were released this week.
1: I'm sorry. They released what? Figures okay, action action figures. Yes, it's spelt without a U when Matt says it.
0: Uh, they announced a ton, a ton of things. I like this Uh, hot open. They announced uh, unrivaled nine, 10, 11, 12, unmatched four, five, six, seven, eight, special ultimate supremes, Mm, fucking GameStop exclusives, AEW shop exclusives. So every hour. I am checking Instagram to see if... Uh, oh, the the drops are still going? Well, okay. So, like, Saturday, they announced Negative One and Brody Special 2-Pack, and it went on sale at 3 o'clock. And at 3.07, it was fucking sold out. Did you get one? I didn't. I had to wait for the them to reset it. Oh. And I eventually did, but like the GameStop exclusives went on sale yesterday morning, so I got those. The AEW shop exclusives are only limited to three thousand. That's the Jericho, oh. right? There's a Jericho, there's a Moxley, and there's an Omega.
1: The mustache Omega? I don't know, Kevin. I'm very. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, so, so yeah. you're. Oh, so what you're doing right now, as we record this show, is you are looking for releases to purchase these action figures. Right, because um, there's no, like, they didn't announce a time, and I posted, I
0: commented on a major, a major figure post, like, do you guys have any idea when this is coming on? And then some other account was like, maybe Monday, just keep your eyes peeled, and I was like, well, that doesn't fucking help me, mm. but I guess I'm going to spend all day Monday looking for these goddamn figures.
1: This it I, I would have texted my dear, good, close personal friends. Well, you still can, Kevin. You still can. Because this is how point. I
0: missed out on the first the series one Cody Chase, because they put a limited amount on sale at Ringside Collectibles, like eight o'clock on a
1: Wednesday night. <sighs> yeah, it's tough, man. The figure game is it's everything. Cards, everything is 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 wild now, man. And people just want to want to get get get. They don't. It's in. It's FOMO. They just don't want to miss out on getting it, and then having to pay triple down the road. Why am I having a hard time finding the Facebook feed of this? Why well, I have no idea. Is it out there? I want to share it. I want to, yeah, I want to it should
0: share be out it. there. Sharing face. space. can I find it?
1: This is I weird. don't know. I don't know. But so what 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 caught your eyes so far out of the uh out of the releases? I'll tell you I'm actually kind of upset. Can I tell you why? Oh there it is. Yeah. yeah.
3: Tell you why? Please
1: because all right so we have all these guys from the dark order. We got Johnny Hungy. We got, you know, Brody, we got uh, Anna J. we got, um, God, what we didn't? Oh, that's what I'm upset. Where's my Alex Reynolds and where's my Cole? Where are they? Uh, that's a good question. Where are they? If you're, if you're a dark order completist and I know maybe they're, they're, they might not want to do it right away, but why, why not announce it? If they, like, they're, they're not even in the plans. It's a great question, Kevin. You got Owen Hart's coming though. All right, that's cool. That's rad. That's really rad. Big Owen guy. If you guys, first time listeners, big Owen Hart guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: they uh, yeah they're coming with like a Taz figure. That figure stinks.
0: Uh, not as bad as the Eddie Kingston figure.
1: What with the hair? The hair is the only thing I have a problem with. Dude, the whole fate. The whole thing looks awful. So did they, I'm trying to think, did they actually have, yeah, they did in the casings at the FanFest thing, right? So there wasn't just uh, mock-ups, it was actually the, they actually had the physical figures. Yeah. Yeah, that Eddie Kingston's rough. And that Taz is even rougher. Like, there's nothing, like, that's like, like my butcher. Like, that's like the guy that works at the deli on the corner on, you know, on Bloomfield Avenue. That's what that figure looks like. There's nothing to identify him as Taz, other than what the packaging will be.
0: Brother. Brother. All right, let's bring in our guest oh i'm sorry i did not all right oh hey how's it going guys well how are you sir? <laughs> how are we doing good man what are we do Get a monster a bang what is it
4: uh we got a uh, the pink oh. the pink ass monster whatever flavor ultra rosa is, is there any good I mean, it's pretty good it's a uh, yeah i don't know it's, it's kind of a lot just a massive pink <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I saw I if you follow Carl on social media, you know, he had a he had a little bit too much Jaeger the other day. So are you still oh, recovering man, that was,
4: from that? No, it was Saturday night. I, yesterday it turned into a Sunday fun day as well. So it started, uh, All right. started All right, a sports bar uh, on campus, the old sports bar. But it was going to be breakfast burrito and a Bloody Mary and hopefully feel better for the rest of the day. And then it turned into uh, day three. of All right, Carl, been,
1: <laughs> Carl, Carl, I can already tell. That we are going to be best friends, <laughs> like legit, can already tell.
4: Oh, you like making bad decisions, is what you're saying.
1: My hope, setting tr- yourself
4: up for bad for, for doing a, a podcast Mondays.
1: I'm doing a podcast in a basement.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm. My, my, I'm. I'm also coming from a, from the basement of a place essentially. So my apartment here.
1: Yeah, my life is my life <clears> is just one big giant bad decision. Let me ask you this though. Jaeger, <laughs> got a question to Jaeger.
4: Oh, man, like I said, it was, it was, it was, I was living in 2010, man. It was like co- college Carl was out and okay. I don't know if it was just maybe just, no, I, I actually do like it. I think it's great. All right. It, so let me ask you that. If you own it, own it. I yeah. I just, you know, I'm much less, I would like to think much less of a psychopath than I used to be 10 years ago. So I, it's it's very few and far between now, but uh, this weekend it was, it was not. <laughs>
1: Do you dabble in the Jaeger bomb?
4: Um, I tried Red Bull. I don't like Red Bull. All it's, right, so you it's, can it's, use a Monster. I don't, I don't like I don't like slamming energy drinks to be to be honest. But do um, you guys know what a, uh, Tang bangs are? Tang,
1: bang. that's got to be something new. I haven't bartended <laughs> in like uh, ten years. Ma-
4: Mandarin, usually Mandarin absolute vodka and OJ. That's like the easiest, most delicious bomb to take. It's just orange juice of vodka. As a shooter, wow!
1: Yeah. That's all right. There's, you know, to us, to us, uh, normal people, that's uh, a screwdriver.
4: But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you just you gotta chug it though. You know, if you sip it, it's a screwdriver. I guess. Beautiful.
1: That's a great. Point. That's a great point. All right, so I guess, um, I guess we should I, talk about some wrestling, right? I'm
0: 40 years old. I don't know what a bang tang is. That could be something people are doing on TikTok. I don't fucking know.
1: But more power to you. Yeah, listen, listen, If if, if the day gets away from you and it ends up drinking a whole lot, ooh.
4: Yeah, you know, just it's it's mimosas started flowing yesterday. That was another another bad decision because I love one one can easily turn into bottomless mimosas on a Sunday afternoon. Dude, we're gonna get along, fantastic. <laughs> now
0: let me ask you this because I saw you went to the basketball game too. Is it college basketball? Because I'm going to the Big East tournament Thursday. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah.
4: It's uh, Mountain West University, of Nevada.
0: So is it is it that the college atmosphere? You're like, you know what? Let me do some Jaeger shots. Yeah, we
4: had we went to the the the, the famous uh, little college bar here in Reno. is right across the street from the university. It's called the Wall. And I my first time in there with a big group of friends from college. So probably legitimately, probably five years at least. Um, I hadn't been to a, a Nevada basketball game since 2016 until this year. I went to uh, New Year's Day. So yeah, it was. Everyone just kind of collectively decided we were uh, we we're going to time travel for the night and live live like we were twenty again. But oh, God, I'm so jealous. And that's I think that's why I had to keep it rolling on the third day because then you know that hangover starts starts creeping up on you and to run for your life.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you made. I'm glad you made it tonight. Yeah, we're thriving
4: today. You know, it's, and
0: you're you're I mean, on the West Coast, so it's still four o'clock. So you could easily pull us into like a, a four day bender. <laughs>
4: let's, let's hope i don't <laughs> no please don't because i don't
0: want to be responsible i don't want to be the cause of that i will about. be the cause of
1: that <laughs> i have no problem <laughs> enabling other people to do stuff they don't want to do yep. so we have
0: the alpha wolf uh, carl fredericks on the line with us at carl fredericks underscore on twitter and instagram la dojo the big four um 2019 young lions cup winner things were rolling for you um, and then of course, just like everybody else, the pandemic and, and to new Japan's credit, they really did a wonderful job and kind of taking the LA dojo and turning that situation into like a home for, for the U S guys, the, the new mm-hmm. Japan, guys, yourself and Clark and Alex, um, What's that whole experience like for you? Because it seems like you were on such a traje- trajectory. That's right. I'm drinking, I'm drinking margaritas uh, <laughs> out of a bottle right now. So, there we go, there we go. Because uh, you seem like you had a rocket strapped to your back in Japan. Like they had you going through your young lion phase. You were teaming with Goto and the,
4: the Tag uh, League. Yeah,
0: Tag League. Like you win the Young Lions Cup. You. It just seemed like all the dominoes were lining up. The New Japan Cup. Like the G1, like and then the stupid pandemic happens. Yeah. How have you dealt with this? Because clearly you've turned a negative into a positive in New Japan Strong, uh, indicative of your match with Daniels from Saturday night, which was unbelievable.
4: Oh, thank you very How much. How
0: have you been dealing with the whole situation?
4: Man, it's been a it's been a long process, you know. Um, and like you said, I, I agree. I felt I really felt like I was I was riding a good wave. Um, for those last, I think I was, yeah, I was on every tour from the G1 tour up through Wrestle Kingdom that year and uh, January, 2020, I was on every tour in Japan. Um, and I was very comfortable cause I was in there every night with, you know, with the full roster and I was, I got to do tag league. That was huge for me. Um, yeah, and I was, I was feeling very ready aside from the shoulder injury that I was rehabbing, uh, trying to make that happen before the cup, which is probably, I'm sure to an extent, a blessing in disguise as well, because it's still something that I've been dealing with to this day. So I'm sure that tour would have been nothing but opportunities for me to maybe hurt it in a more serious way. But yeah, man, it's I think the hardest parts have been just waiting like 2020 before new Japan strong really got like going in the summer. there. just feeling like, everything rug was pulled out and I had you know kind of had had nothing going on. And then it was yeah, it just with with the other guys, uh, you know, I'm to be completely honest with you know how it's been mentally. But like yeah, the other guys have started, you know, since then they've graduated. Clark's won a tournament since uh you know, Alex did that challenge series. Alex's been having crazy matches on the show all last year. Clark worked his ass off on that show last year. I think he was genuinely one of the biggest workhorses because he was out there having, you know, singles matches, singles matches. Um, And it, at times it left me kind of like a, maybe like, feel like I was like forgotten or at least not being looked at in the same light that I was uh, coming, you know, pre-pandemic coming into 2020. Um, But now with, with the show rolling and all the, the amount of just the amount of travel we have, you know, at the end of this month through April, we have Chicago coming up. We have, we have a lot of stuff. Uh, that I'm really excited for big opportunities here. And uh, it looks like things are starting to relax a little bit in Japan as far as mandates and things like that. So hopefully, hopefully I'll be getting a goddamn visa here again soon. and then, uh, yeah, and it's time to go back to work and hopefully be able to step step right back up and you know go take all the stuff that I planned on taking when when the shit hit the fan
1: <laughs> so so being an integral part of the initial uh, l a dojo class of New Japan, What are your thoughts in general about New Japan's presence in the United States now, and how and how far they've come just being a part of the American wrestling culture as opposed to strictly Japan?
4: It's it's finally it's it's crazy to see because I signed in July twenty eighteen, and it wasn't until July twenty nineteen that I had gone to Japan. And the whole New Japan of America, when we first started doing those tours that we, you know, it was just labeled like New Japan of America and we started touring. Now we have the strong show and this, you know, we have a a strong locker room cast that we, that we tour with, but it's, it's really cool. I mean, we started empty arena, you know, and from in front of no one. And then our first show with people were wrestling at the the goddamn Coliseum. And I'm a huge college football fan. So for me, to be, you know, match one on that card. Plus, I got to do it with Alex. So it's, it's yeah. for us. It's we very much taken on, um, you know, just in our own uh, mindset and our own um, like our work ethic and our attitude. We've taken it upon ourselves to like we have to build the show. It's, for a while, there was you know a lot of the guys were stuck in Japan. It was a mix of like L.A. dojo, or we had just some of the shows where it's L.A. dojo showcase. And we, when we do those shows, we you know. We come in with a fire lit under our ass because we we wanted you know we've been here since the start of this whole thing and now it's been you know going on four years and we're all big boys now and we 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 care deeply about this company and the brand especially the new the, the strong brand alone but um, it feels like we're finally getting really really big levels of momentum especially with all the fun you know all the, all the big stuff that we're going to be doing uh, moving forward in the show so it's 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 exciting that it's finally. Happening as opposed to something we've always been thinking. You know, like this is the plan. This is what we're we're hoping for. Now we're in the midst of, you know, doing these tours. We got exciting, exciting stuff. The cross brand stuff. So it feels like we're doing good.
1: Yeah, and you kind of just led me to this question: how how do how does the roster, the main roster of New Japan, uh, strong uh, in the, in the, in America, deal with the influx of talent coming in and out? Um, certain talents sticking around longer than others. Do you have any insight into? how that works in terms of like, maybe like the John Moxley's of the world or the, or the, or other, other talents that come in and out of there. How, how do, how do you guys react to that?
4: For me, um, especially just, I would say like the, the, the role I had on the car, especially in 2020, like when we're doing empty arena shows. And uh, I remember I was actually, um, I was sick with COVID. So I missed a, missed a group of tapings when, you know, some of the surprises had come in, but my, my first thought was just good. Like any, any of those, those big names, anything new on the roster. One, just cause it's, it's exciting. You know, it's, it's, it's exciting for the, for us, the, the, the wrestlers as well. Cause you know, we want, I want to, I would like to wrestle everybody, you know, from, from everywhere. And then just knowing, you know, where, what my position at the time or now in the, you know, in the company is my, my role, like, well, you know, I'm not. It wasn't my role to be the you know the guy that Moxie's coming in and doing business with, but I knew it was good for business. Period. You know, right. so anytime, anytime I see one of those big names, absolutely exciting. Especially, you know, um, a few weeks ago, just just by the opportunity of having guys like Christopher Daniels around. Me. Like I wasn't wasn't a match I was scheduled to wrestle, but because we we do have that on the roster and all these awesome fucking guys coming in and out like there's those opportunities are going to come up and so it's the first first one i've gotten and um i'm excited for more
0: yeah and, and if you haven't seen the latest episode of new japan strong rivals 2022 uh, <laughs> carl frederickson uh, excuse me carl fredericks my apologies takes on christopher daniels opening match new japan strong's an hour show it's beautifully done this match is so goddamn good. They go almost 12 minutes. It's so
4: good. Seriously, oh, thanks, man, I appreciate if you're watching
0: it. this and you're not familiar with Carl Fred- Fredericks, you not a New Japan fan, find it. Fucking it, DM me. I'll give you my <laughs> Seriously, it's such a great match. Oh, well, I want to show that that's an hour that you guys did what you did told such a great story and and I mean, you got the rest for Christopher Daniels, which is awesome. And yeah, you can still go. It's 2022. I mean, we're talking about Christopher Daniels and Carl Fredericks and, and Minoru Suzuki's coming to Chicago and mm-hmm. Jay White's hanging around. And it's just yeah. a, such a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's cool, um, man. It's exciting. It's unbelievable. Look, I love new Japan. It's cool,
4: you know, the all the, the doors, whatever I hate, I hate the, uh, the corny little yeah. <laughs> tab lines for them, but you know, the expanded universe doors are open and it's, it's just cool, man. It's exciting. And it leaves opportunity for endless fun things. You know, I'm like, I just, the idea of you know being too exclusive and things like that um just knowing that there's more opportunities more 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 ideas more creative things that can be done rather than like shutting yourself out from the world you know it, it, it's kind of surprising to me that things haven't been like this long before but we're here now and it seems like everyone's enjoying it and the wrestlers wrestlers seem like they're having fun so i think we're at the start still of something really, really cool, blooming in wrestling, you know? And then maybe even, I don't know, uh, I imagine there's there's probably opportunity for certain guys to maybe even go more, like more so straight freelance, you know, and just be some guy that works everywhere, you know, on all right. the big shows. Um, but yeah, it's gonna, I think we're gonna, we're developing a new culture in pro wrestling, a new, you know, everything about the way business is being done right now is, is different than it has been. It's awesome.
1: So with that being said, is there anywhere specifically you would like to see yourself in the future with this expanded universe or this, whatever <laughs> term you want to use? Is there any specific company that you would feel like you would fit in with?
4: Um, I would like to think that I, in, in a, in a good way would be what would stand out distinctly in, in any of the companies. Um, To be honest, I was one of the. It was it was kind of scary for me when I when I took the leap and chose to go the New Japan route as opposed to the NXT route because I didn't know if I was gonna you know I I had to learn a completely new new style and I'm I'm gonna look way different uh, which is like a good thing you know for for plenty of reasons but also just I, I didn't know if I was gonna be able to adapt or make it work but now I mean I can't I can't see myself belonging to anything other than that blue that blue canvas like that you know what i mean like i think yeah. for somehow like me personally in that blue canvas like that's i just it's it's more than i ever thought it could be i think um and and i love it but places like aw or i mean even W the rosters are so big and there's you know and everybody's so good and um you know and there's a lot of young guys that i came up with i'm just even thinking about like being at wwe trials. like i shared a car with ricky starks and sammy Guevara at my last tryout you know and i and i wrestled guys at the tryout that are now signed you know doing stuff in impact wherever things like that so there's for me i'm finally you know and like and those guys guys like sammy and ricky have been fucking killing it on their shows you know so i think for me like coming out of that uh you know the when that run was kind of stopped abruptly and it felt like I had, you know, I had hopefully that, you know, that rocket feel, um, you know, there's like guys like that, they kept going. So for me, it's like watching pretty much like my whole generation go. And, you know, my, own. I think that's, it's honestly all I've, I've I've been missing is just those big matches. And as soon as, you know, people start to, you see me wrestle that match with Christopher Daniels. If you don't know who I am, you you at least know that I'm fucking good. You know, and and you'll check out more from there. So, I I want to test myself against every single one of these young cats. It's it's you know the man like Sammy's rightfully so the man in his own in his own bubble over there. You know, same thing with Ricky. Like they're they they've become big stars in the last couple of years, and um that's that's what I want. You know, that's who I want to be, and that's who I see myself being.
0: You, you mentioned you started at the dojo in two thousand eighteen, but you've been wrestling since, since two thousand fifteen. Uh, and you mentioned NXT or New Japan. Um, uh, what was the whole process like for you? Because if you know anything about the, the Japanese dojos, um, and you've heard interviews that, that other people have, have given about being like it's very you know, they they it's very old. Like, they I don't know if they did it in, in the LA dojo, but they try to bring break-
4: it's like it's like being in the military, dog, like that's the, like it's. That was just knowing like that culture. Also, like I grew up, my my dad was a police officer. I played organized sports. And luckily I had growing up, I had amazing, amazing coaches, but they were fucking hard on us, bro. You know, but now like as a student or a trainee, anything like you can't, you can't hurt my feelings as a coach. Like you can't come down hard on me enough to, to like, to, take me out of my own, my own game. And then I also just know not to take the coaching personally. So like when things yeah. were, when things were rough and you know, you're there, you're being screamed at and you're on your third set of a hundred line pushups, whatever, you know, doing something crazy again, <laughs> you know, day six and you just let it go in one ear and out the other, because that's just, that's just sport, you know, like it's, it's different here. Um, and that's what I liked about it. It was, you know, the, the three-day trial in LA was awfully hard as opposed to, you know, both, both times I've been to Florida, it was, it was hard, but much different, you know, plus the invite, you know, just the, the whole nature of what type of pro wrestling it is, uh, it is obviously dictates that style, but being in there, like, I felt like I was, I was like, I had the nerves I would if I was going to like a, a big football camp in the summer, like, all right, man, you got Like, you got to play well here. Cause that's, you know, that's what you're doing. So if you want to be seen by one of these coaches, you got to go out and play well. And it was no different than that. And I, and I guarantee you that like, I, being in that environment, I performed and showed more in those sparring. And we were just uh, wrestling, just five minutes sparring. No no talking, just go wrestle with pretty much everyone at the camp. And, like, being in that true competitive nature, and I knew, I, I at least assumed that the whole reason that they were running camps was because they were trying to sign people if they opened a dojo. So, you know, I was going in there to get a job, and um, I had already been in the hiring process with WWE for, like, a full year just about like February, 2017 was the tryout that the last tryout I had September's when they called me, Hey, we're going to, you know, we're trying to bring you in you do all the background checks, all that stuff. And then it was just like, kind of like you play, you know, play it by ear waiting for them to say like, yeah, come report to Florida, man. You know? Um, And they were, they were cool. But I mean, they, they called me every like three months or so and, you know, they kept in touch and like, Hey man, you know maybe after mania, maybe this. So they were cool, but a year had passed. So right. then now it's summer 2018. And uh, yeah, I just happened to be in LA for four days, which is very rare for me. It was hard for me to get down there that many days in a row. And I had two shows. And so I wrestled two shows and did three days of, of that camp. And also it was my 28th birthday that weekend. So I spent my, I've spent every birthday since 2018 with Shibata san or the boys in the dojo. I worked last year, I worked on my birthday. We had a strong taping, you know, and that's and it'll be mid G1 every year. So it's like, it's kind of neat that I'll be celebrating my, my birthday every year, you know, um, doing that hopefully. But yeah, it was just, I, I, I was waiting forever and I knew I needed to make something happen. Because I was, again, I, I started to feel stagnant, like, and on the indies, again, all the guys I came up with, Jungle Boy, Brody King, Jacob Fatu, Jake Atlas. So those guys were on the indies, fuck thriving huge and i was like sitting in the spot knowing that i was you know i was on my way out allegedly uh so it was just like oh it's a matter of time and then and then my shit will take off cool you know and then it just wasn't happening so then i was like i gotta do something went to that camp and uh it was it was easy knowing just the way i felt and how much i enjoyed what we were doing there but uh you know you meet a guy like Cat or shibata and he says, you know, he tells you on the spot, like, "I want you on the field. I want you on the team here." Like, a, that's. Uh, I looked at it as I could. Uh, I could sit here. I could. I could try and win a national title at Alabama. Maybe sit here for four or five years and play the last season, or I can go somewhere else and start and win. Win a national title myself. You know. So that's like that's kind of the situation it felt like. Because even then, when. Um, discussing things, you know, at WWE again, it was still like projected like another six months, like maybe in January. So like, I can't, like guys, I can't do that. Like I gotta, I'm broke. I have no money. Yeah, yeah. So starting to get to, you know, I'm broke. I'm depressed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm trying real hard to make this shit happen. And I just had to take the leap, but it was an easy leap to make because, you know, when, when a coach like that or, you know, anyone in any of these companies says like, yeah, we want you, we want you here now. Was, right gotta do it. And it was, um uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me, man, because I've, the, the style of wrestling that I've been doing since 2018, everything I learned, it's, it's made me, it's made me a better man, you know, going, going through that system, you know, doing the laundry, loading the buses, do you know, doing, earning your, earning your keep, but then they very much treat you like a family. And, and it's, you know, once you're in and you earn that, and it's, it's, I would, I consider it like a really, Really warm and just a good environment as far as like a work a work environment, you know, and and I have my legitimate best friends in the world, like I, and I got lucky with those guys because I mean I'm sure you know, so even some of my best friends here, like I can't spend every day with you, you know, we were all attached to the hip, taking ass whoopings, fighting, you know, whipping each other's asses all day, just attached to the hip, 24 seven. If there's anything we had any type of missions they had to send us on to do young boy shit like we're, we're doing that we're doing it together touring the world it's been nonstop since pretty much until about a year ago when i moved and you know clark finally moved out um <clears throat> alex has graduated so who knows you know he's he gets to go <laughs> do, do his own thing now but man i got i got so lucky with those dudes because now you know I'm, i have my dream job and I and I just get to do it with my fucking homies every day. Yeah, you know, my best friends.
1: So clearly, I mean? so clearly, no regrets.
4: No, it was, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. You know what I mean? Because like, like just or even just the stuff like I, I, you know, personally, you know, life happens, life shit happens, and like Clark's like my road wife. You know what I mean? Like the like the shit Clark's been there for me and Alex. You know, like the stuff that like I've had to come to them for help, and they've always been right there. And like, it's just. I feel very fortunate to have that because it is like a team mentality. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's very team oriented feel here. And, and shabbat san is legitimate. That's our dad. You know what I mean? Like, or like, he's got, he's got, you know, a whole handful of little sons running around, you know, but it's, it's very, very family oriented between like the handful of us. And it's something that I'm very, very grateful for. And it's, yeah, it's just not like I'm, I love having these conversations and talking about like just work in this sense. Cause it, it helps me appreciate more like just how how happy I really am with new Japan and with, you know, with my, I love, I love the locker room. I love my friends over there. And it's pretty, pretty sweet gig, man.
0: How hands-on was Shibata once you got into the dojo?
4: Oh man, he was dude, dude was working out next to us. He would do, I mean, maybe not the full workouts, but he'll, he'll, do a hundred, a few hundred squats and fucking no sell any, any type of just, just to be just to like, you know, like, yeah, motherfuckers. I'm the, like, this is why I'm in, I'm in charge here. You know, he was he's a, not much of a, like a sit back coach, you know, very, very detailed with all of us. And then even just at one, at, at a certain point started grooming us individually, like letting, you know, I, <laughs> we all broke out of the, uh, the young line moveset fairly quick or we're able to implement differently. Like I, I started doing my stinger splash and spine buster, you know, I would just do stuff in training, just throw it out there. And like, yeah, that's good. He's like, that maybe that's going to make you stand out from the other boys. Like, and you know, our offenses are all so different. So he knows like the type of grappler Alex is now they've been in there working on throwing people around, <laughs> you know, like they, they got that, they got that huge heavy dummy in there. And I know they're, they're working on that stuff for me, you know, my, my set and, and, all of my my, uh, my, abilities, my attributes are more, I think, based just in my athleticism. You
1: know, All right, my- so remind me to go back to the Stinger Splash and Spine Buster stuff, because that's cl- those are two clear as day WCW <laughs> uh, <laughs> famous moves. Uh, but remind me to go back to that. Oh, uh, of course. But, but right now, just uh, just off the top of my head, I mean, you had to try out with NXT and WWE. Mm-hmm. You went to the dojo. Any similarities between the two at all, or is it night and day between one and the
4: other? Um I'd say I mean night and day, strictly because especially like my time in the dojo, it was the three of us in Shabbat-assan. So three of us in there, quite you know, quiet dojo. There's you know, they have an office in there, so there's some staff in and out, but um just that whole that massive gym to ourselves, you know, very, very quiet, very it felt very like, and it's in like a warehouse district, kind of, you know what I mean? So it was, it was like, you, you know, drive across LA and going, going to that warehouse and I'm walking in there and you have the key, you know, and it's just me, it's me and my two homies and Like it was, it felt like we, you know, we were like, we're, we're, we're in here working to take over the world. Like no one even, and that too was like, no one even knew the work we were doing in there, you know? And, and just me being, especially at the time at 28, I was, uh, much more full of piss and vinegar. I'm a lot more relaxed nowadays, but, uh, you know, I'd be like telling the boys or just every day, like in their working, like these motherfuckers don't even know what we have here. Like these, like these people, these fans, like they, they don't even know who we are yet. And I know, like, I knew Alex was gonna be everything that he's become and gonna become. I knew Clark was fucking amazing. First guy wrestled in the dojo at my trial, you know? So between that and I, I imagine like with NXT, because they have so many people, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they, you do like promo classes and, you know, things like that. So they you know, their schedule probably seemed much different. Um, and I was I, th- I think like the one of the, the coolest comparisons I've heard and what I would say, like the, the big differences or when I, you know, when I tell people here who might not be familiar with Japanese wrestling is like we're like, you know, WWE is very much like Marvel and Disney. You know, and like we're, we're Tarantino. Like we, you know, we're in the same business. We do right. the same things, but we're like ours is gritty, a little bit grittier, a little bit different, you know. And that's the or even just the way it's cut, you know, like the way like our product looks different in, in Japan, you know, and like those those zooms and you know, like all those things. We're just just you know, we're just a little bit a little bit spicier, I would say.
1: <laughs> so were you were you clearly a WCW fan growing up?
4: Yeah, man, you- I'm a Sting guy, dog. I was. I'm, I, I fell in love with the wrestling. I found like I started watching when I was about six, I think 1996. I got the uh, Sting Unmasked VHS. I but begged my parents to buy me this $20 VHS from like a gas station while we were on a road trip. And then I didn't even get to watch it for like a week, Finally, out got home. <laughs> and, oh man, I watched that like every single day. And it was cool because I hadn't, and it was just this really, you know, like 40 minute video, but it had like a, just a quick recap of his story arc becoming the Crow Sting. And I, and of course like that was so cool at that time. Um and then I I loved the NWO, but I loved to, you know, unless they were wrestling Stinger Goldberg, you know. <laughs> and Stinger Goldberg, like sorry, sorry guys, but um, yeah, man, it was WCW. I rode I rode that ship until like I like I re- I ordered, you know, and saving up fifty bucks when you're 10, like that's that's tough, tough to do, you know. But I I ordered Star K two thousand. You know i was i wrote that shit down hard until until it was done but then you know but then i turn on an episode of raw for the first time you're like i wouldn't even channel surf. like i just dead ass wouldn't even go back and i think it's also because i remember like older kids i was in like third grade and i'd have my wcw shirt and i remember it was this uh this kid that i knew fairly well but he was he was like an eighth grader and i was in like third grade and he came in to the, the elementary school, he was wearing that. You remember the WWF Attitude shirt that had oh, just yeah. all the dudes on it? And I basically had like the WCW Nitro version shirt that just had a bunch of wrestlers on it. And I remember, dude looked at me like it was, I was sitting in my class. He's like, WCW? He's like, that's for old guys. And like, I had like a, I kind of had, like, a little light bulb moment as well, too. And I was like, oh, fuck. I, mean, I would have punched him right in the fr- yeah. I would have got to knock him out.
1: Oh, man, yeah. So
0: so
4: then so then it was like, no, I'm not even going to watch WDF. Like, I'm not channel surfing, And I just watched my stuff. But, yeah, I, I think the first thing I saw in an episode of Raw was, like, one, it was Kane. And Kane, one of my, you know, one of the coolest characters ever. But, uh, yeah, like, X-Pac had, like, a fucking flamethrower i turned it on like i think they like the dx bus got blown up that night they set can on fire it was crazy <laughs> you know and at that time I, and i was instead i was watching you know i've been watching whatever wcw was doing for at the time that you know wasn't very good and i didn't i didn't know that as a kid but i just like felt that it i wasn't liking it as much but then yeah i started watching and yeah, it was game over bro like big big rock guy obviously um but yeah, and then WrestleMania 17 easily—that's like if it, ordering, saving that money, buying that pay-per-view, watching that with my one of my best friend that lived down the street from me in fifth grade—like that was I had to do it, had to be a wrestler. That's awesome.
0: So your Sting guy, did you happen to see him last night? I, I I didn't.
4: I've watched. I've gone through to watch clips because I saw everyone talking. You know, talking about him just on Twitter. Jumping off the table or (laughs) jumping off the table. Yeah, uh, my
0: my wife doesn't watch wrestling for shit, but she was in the living room. And I went, What the fuck is he doing? He's like 65.
4: Balls, man. (laughs) That's all I can say. Unbelievable shit. But it's cool to see because I mean I imagine like he's he's gotta be having a fucking blast, right? (laughs) I imagine he's having a ball doing you know, doing all this stuff and I'm sure being you know being around a, a brand new young rosters, I mean, got to be awesome and fun for them, you know. So it's it's really cool to see them <laughs> out there, like you know, like it was like it was 1996. <laughs> like, it's crazy.
0: It's an um, unbelievable time. I've been to a bunch of AEW shows, and it's like I got to see CM Punk and Sting and Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson and John right? <laughs> on the, same, on the yeah. same show. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, yeah.
1: unbelievable. So uh, I got this like I you can't probably can't see it but I got this NWO Wolfpack Sting figure. Like, oh my god, bro!
4: That's one of my favorite. I have um, I just gave one of my one of my one of my nephews. He's uh, he's nine now, my uh, youngest one, and he he won. He's really he's big into wrestling right now, so I I bought him a ring and I gave him about. 32, 33 action figures, something like that, I think. I kept my Wolfpack Sting. I still have my Wolfpack Sting, though. But, yeah, finding that guy. Is it the the, the one you squeeze his legs and he does the Stinger Splash? The yeah, there's yeah. one, there's one of see those. See the, what? was it, was, what's the one in front? But It's in the package behind you. It's got the ropes. Is that, like, DDP or something? Oh, no, that's
1: the that's uh, that's Brian Myers.
4: Oh, okay. Because I, I, I remember those old – they had that little ring package around. like the Yeah, yeah, front uh, of the, yeah. Yeah, I had – man, I had Scott Hall singing Again, WCW guy, dude.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I have a question, Matt. Bear with me on this one, please. <laughs> Do you have any? Like, what this might be personal. You don't have to answer it. Mm-hmm. You have a, you have a good relationship with Gabriel, kid?
4: Yes, Gabe's one of one of my best friends in the world, man. All right. I've known him he- since he tw- I met him when he was in 2018, when he was like 21, 20, you know. And <clears throat> yeah, so. Three three years now. He's you know he's 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 like our little brother that got like got added to the group about a year or so after we were there. But yeah, he's been he's been rocking with us for a few years now.
1: All right. So this is a question I have. I had this theory. I don't know if this is his real name or not, but I had this theory that he chose his name based on Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. Can you <laughs> confirm or deny that?
4: I would I would say most likely that it, it's it's safe to deny that that would be the case. <laughs> <laughs> you, just broke, you just broke my heart. He's also been wrestling for like 13 years. So right, right. I mean, like, Gabe's, Gabe's career is twice as long as mine. So. <laughs> Cause, well, because
1: he was relatively new to me. Yeah, yeah. So, like, once I heard his name, I was like, I love this guy. Yeah. And it's probably because he loved Justin Gabriel and Tyson <laughs> Kidd, who I also love. So, oh, okay. that's why. Anyway, broke my heart.
0: <laughs> we're uh we're talking with carl fredericks the alpha wolf part of the big four new japan strong uh new japan pro wrestling let me ask you a question you're in the dojo you're doing your thing who comes to you guys for those commercials that air during the the new <laughs>
4: <laughs> like the, the Ochi command yes those things
0: are hysterical oh man
4: they were they were so fun so fun to take because we you know pretty much just you know like the office and like you know rock everyone knows rocks like the guy in the office but yeah they come you know it's just doing business for the company they're like yeah you guys help us you know film these commercials and it turned into like a four part we did like four of them and they were all stupid but very funny and fun and then I had the easy part where I just my I had the one line that's pretty cool so I had the easiest work of it all but yeah those were a blast and now that they've had a few new ones or even like the car game commercials and stuff now that I'm not in LA and I don't get to be around for all this stuff like I miss it because it's just fun and silly. Plus, you, you get like a little Amazon gift card, you know, every time from the, from the sponge company. And I just go, go blow <laughs> some money on Amazon real quick. But
0: hey, that ain't so bad. <laughs> I, ask, uh, I ask every single person that's ever worked in Japan. Here we go. Uh, we had Lance Archer on the show a couple of years ago. Have you ever eaten the raw horse meat?
4: Brother, that's the first thing we did when we went to Fukuoka or everywhere we go out shabat Sam would ask like what do you guys you know, want to try we're like and that was like our one of our biggest things like we'll, we'll try everything we want whatever like the local stuff is and he had he had a friend that has a restaurant um and goddamn Palo is good i'm not gonna lie it was it was uh they had one part i don't know if they it might have been like trouble like translating what it was but there's these little part it, it kind of seemed like like a Buttery consistence, like but kind of flake, like a, a flaky strip that might have been like like looked like dry butter almost, but apparently it's like some part of the scalp, something like that.
3: Wow. And First uh scalp.
4: it was like it was it tasted like like the best pieces like bacon I've ever had, like something like that. And then the rest of the meat was just yeah, it was just raw. you kind of just eat it like sushi a little bit, you know, dip it in the dip it in a sauce. And I don't know, man, it's super high in protein and it was delicious. Uh then the weirdest one I would say though was, it was the next night we had uh we had raw chicken. Like they had it, they had like seared the outside, they had it cut up like 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 a sushi roll, kind of. And they had just like seared the outside a little bit. The inside was completely pink. And that was the one I was I was nervous about that one because I was I was sitting there. Of course, I'm sitting there with a the hangover. <laughs> my man, <laughs> yeah, my she, man. I'm like, I'm looking you know, I'm looking and and I'm doing the normal, like uh I love that just they're little chicken balls, little balls of chicken. They put like three of them on stick, you know, I'll order a bunch of those. So all right. So wait a second, chickens, balls, or chicken Ch- balls? Ch- chicken balls, balls okay. of chicken, yeah. So okay. I was eating the chicken balls, And that one comes out and I Sun's like, Yeah, check it out. And I look, and I'm like, What is that? And he's like, Chicken. And he's like, Oh, it's like sushi, no problem. You know, I'm like, I look at Clark, I'm like, Dog, this is how you die. Like this is <laughs> like you can't eat chicken like that and Sure enough, like I'm. So then I I had quite a bit, and then I just remember like texting my sister, all the way you know in America, like hey, uh, I mean I'll know soon if I die. I was like, I'm just don't mind me eating raw chicken, you know. I was like, well, I'm sure I'll know fairly soon if it's if my stomach's gonna like it or not. But it was it actually didn't have any any trouble with it, didn't make me sick, and I'm I'm still alive somehow. But uh yeah, I'm trying to think um, what what other kind of wild stuff is there to try out there. I mean, we don't know. You would never it's on my
0: bucket list i have to go
4: to japan oh man you got I i can't wait to go back <laughs> is there
0: uh is there has, has there been any indication as to when the possibilities of,
4: of... It, looks, it looks like things are starting to open up to where visas are going to be possible possible again but no like i have no uh no concrete when. but it seems like things are moving that way now So, how quickly would you expect
1: once this does happen, and once it's it's solidified, it's happening? What would your expectations for uh, for the strong brand and for New Japan? What would that be for you? Like, what what can you expect once it happens?
4: I I would assume once once things are really open and we're able to get stuff cracking, and then at that point, you know, we we can finally use everybody on our roster to the fullest, most biggest, you know. utilize them the best way like everybody so that means you know finding like a handful of us especially the you know the whole like pretty much you know a good chunk of the gaijin or any you know us new young new young guys haven't been there in two years so you know it's going to be good for that show to have a mix of any of anyone on the strong brand going over there and then to be able to. Have I'm assuming that means we could probably bring more Japanese guys over here because we'll be filling this. You know, we'll be rather than just only bringing some and taking from that brand, which is what we've kind of been doing every now and then when we get koji or you know um, big senpai that come through. But now it'll be probably an easier exchange for everybody. Yeah,
1: it's like a old school talent exchange, but between the same company. Yeah, yeah, and it's I think
4: it's been cool though too because we you know we've definitely been able to you know we've it's. Being separate, separate from each other, has given us the opportunity to really build ourselves as a specific our brand. Right. Um, I, I can genuinely see. Like, I would love to show up to Japan with with whether it be just my boys or, you know, just, just big group of baby faces from Strong. You know what I mean? To come in there and, you know, it's sport. We do tournaments. And we got you know. So like, I would. I, I'm really. I believe in our roster and our dudes and what we, you know, what we, what we got going on. And I think that on our end too, it's going to be, you know, hopefully we're, we're looking to move with initiative, you know, move with purpose. And when those, when those gates open, come in and, you know, like, you know, just come to Japan and be like, yeah, this is what we've been working on over here. You know, like we've been, you know, we've been working too. And, And now that we can all prove this, prove this, all this stuff and, you know, the, Start to have these matches and start to the wrestle these dudes, so you know for me personally, like i said that's that's like that's the the thing that I'm missing that's what i have I've been lacking and um you know all that's changing, and i'm I'm really excited for all you know Please, just, if, yeah, I, if I, I, gotta I gotta watch know, another you know <laughs>
0: if I gotta watch another house of torture match I'm gonna throw my fucking t v down my driveway fucking dick to go that son of a bitch he's fucking everywhere, him and those motherfuckers. I swear to God, I don't take wrestling seriously. I love it, but god damn it. When I sit down and watch fucking New, I watched fucking night three to this afternoon New Japan Cup, fucking evil and Taguchi. God damn it if fucking <laughs> so involved in it. it. What the fuck?
4: God see, damn I see, it. I hate I see, the house. Consistent consensus with, uh, Pisses me uh, off. And then they jump
0: <laughs> before his match, and then mm-hmm. fucking god damn it. <laughs> Yujiro right. Takahashi's coming down. They're hitting him with a chair. He's the fucking <laughs> in the ring. They're beating up referees. Kevin Kelly and fucking Chris Charlton are having a coronary. Someone's got to stop this. Send in <laughs> the new Japan strong people.
1: So, so Carl, you dropped a lot of. Uh, you're obviously a huge sports fan, um, and you obviously, you know, dabble in the movies, mentioning the Tarantino versus Marvel kind of reference. Mm-hmm. What else? What else do you do when you're not consumed by professional wrestling? Drink. Oh, oh,
4: listen, we're, I just, we're uh, yeah, man. I just, check I, your DMs, bro. We're I, like work. To, uh, <laughs> I, I like to, uh, I like to, I hop on Twitch. I'm a DJ, um, oh. and, uh, and a producer. I've been, I've been, it's, it's kind of, so I, I just recently like got to check off another bucket list thing for me, but, um, like I, I produce my theme song. I produce Clark's theme song mm-hmm. and, uh, like Clark's went over really, people really like it, but now, um, I also get paid to make music. For the company so like i've been you know i picked up a guitar when i was 16 and then you know by the time i was 19 i was in in, in bands you know when i moved to college and um to be honest that's also that was one of the big reasons i quit playing college football because i really i just wanted to be in a fucking band man like i wanted yeah. i wanted to do music so bad and then my entire college career is always something i was da- i was always doing some sort of music something um, I've produce. I produced, uh, I'll, I'll send it your way as well, uh, but I, I produced a theme, like the, like Nevada football, like official theme one of the years, so every, and we did like a music, full music video and all this stuff, um, I produced the beat, my my buddy came to me, He was a rapper, they asked him to do it, but he, uh, he needed a producer, so I made the whole beat, and then the band, like the marching band was even playing the song, so like there was a whole football season where like we're Pack was coming out to my music, you know. It's so like I've been yeah. doing cool things like that. Um, and then those college marching bands are no joke. Oh, such, such a cool environment, man. Yeah. hearing those bands. Um, and then when I it was it was when I signed in 2018, and you I mean pretty much you don't, you know, we're, we we didn't leave our house <laughs> in Cal, in LA. We're not really allowed to leave unless we're going to train or go get groceries, essentially. Um, you know, we hadn't, <clears throat> hadn't earned our outside status yet. So then it was, it just freed me up a bunch of time to start dabbling into dance music more, which was something I had been like working on. But now after was four, you know, just about four years of it. Now I'm making full songs and I've spent, uh, 2020 gave me the opportunity to, I've, I've always wanted to learn how to DJ and now I'm, I'm, I'm good at it. I, I do it probably like four to six hours a day. Uh, Mm. messing with some sort of music or mixing Uh, I do like seven hour streams on Twitch I haven't streamed in a a, a little over a month or so but um, yeah I spend a lot of time but now it's also like something it's part of my job so I just get to make beats and then I sit on my computer make 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 a bunch of noise all day and then I take a break and I watch some wrestling and go you know it's just it's, it's it's good it's fun but um absolutely yeah pretty much Drink, drinking, and playing music. Oh, bro! Only on the we, know, we, we mean, ordinary, with, anyway. with the drinking though, because it's it's tough. It's because it's hard, to, dude. It's hard to listen to fucking unce, unce, house, you know. And especially when you're practicing. And the thing is, like, to learn how to mix and like do well in a set, like, you have to let the songs play out. So it's also like practicing takes three hours because, like, yeah. that's what I would be doing in public with you know, playing a, a whole thing. But yeah, sometimes like. I, I need I need a beer, man. I need some. I need, I need to do Absolutely. something to sip on while I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm with like... you. Well, because I, I actually
1: used to to do that myself, but back in like when I was doing it, like it wasn't DJing. It was just sliding a fader from one CD to the next one. Oh yeah, on the other yeah, side. yeah, yeah. So like you're playing actual songs. You're not doing anything yourself. You're just yeah, really yeah. just sliding a little thing over. <laughs>
4: it's just crossfading.
1: Exactly, cross, exactly, there. That's the term.
4: That's mm-hmm. science. There you go. Yeah, man. I'm, I just yeah I spend most most of my day just making making robot music or making music for New Japan now.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Uh, if I was given the choice to make music or stand across the ring from Minoru Suzuki, I would I would make music.
1: <laughs> he fucking
0: horrifies me. I watched that that main event today, Shingo Takagi and Big Tom.
4: Wow, that one was
0: bro. They beat the shit. I would. Kn- they beat the shit out of each other. They beat the shit out of you guys when you go over there. Look, you've you've shared the ring. You've teamed. With That's, you. I've had.
4: Man, I have one. Uh, luckily, I was, you know, I had some of the commentary guys afterwards, you know, give, you know, give me big compliments on it. But it was uh, Tag League when uh, Goda son and I wrestled Yoshihashi and Ishii. I had, if, if you go watch that, go find Tag League 2019. And uh, I had a lot of time in there with Ishii. And it was my, first, you know, as. By gritting my teeth, eating eating the elbows and the fucking chops to the throat and all that fun stuff, but it was it was the big for me like a, a big uh, you know challenge to go go through that, get through that, stand in the pocket and, and thrive in that situation. And you know from what what I was told, it was great. And uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm taking those ass whuppings from Suzuki a handful of times already. You know just, every time he comes out to the ring, anyways, if <laughs> you're young line as well, and I've you know shared the ring with him. A handful of times, um, Kenta, Ken, Kenta, Kenta beat the shit out of me in the, in the you know the New Japan Cup two years ago or a year ago whatever, and and it's just it's what we do you know it's that so like I saw i when I was watching that uh, Ishi match the one you're talking about now is like that's the that's the stuff that gets my my blood going you know <laughs> I mean like that's I'm like that's that's what I want I see that and and um, you know that. The Christopher Daniels match was fucking amazing for me, you know, to be able to do there, stand in the rip right, But I'm like, no, I want to, I want to sit here and fucking stand in the pocket and throw bows with him, you know. What i mean? like, I want to do that, you know. But um, yeah, so it's 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 exciting to see that uh, you know, there's that that's that's that strong style fucking fighting spirit is still very much alive and well, sprinkled in with you know some of the other stuff that you might not be as thrilled about that you expressed earlier. It's
0: just the house of torture. Everybody, look! It's a shame because I was all in on evil when he fucking turned his back on Lij and he won the IWGP. Mm-hmm. And you put who's she? Show yo one of those guys is over. He so he doesn't need to be running around with Dick to go. What's wrong with him? <laughs> and the Bullet Club's falling
4: apart. Ah, Bullet, Bullet Club is fan. strong. No, they're not. So the he kicked yeah, those, out. You know, those family feud grown pains they go through every year and a half, two years or so. It's 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 going to be hard for them, I guess. I don't know. But how ex-
1: how exposed were you to the new Japan product, to the Japanese product in general, before you before you enlisted in the in the, in the dojo?
4: So I think my first when I first really started checking things out and like studying and like seeing like what the you know what the fuck is this? It was like twenty sixteen was it twenty sixteen when Jericho whenever I had that first match. Some, maybe somewhere around there. With the
1: was was did he start with Omega?
4: I think he did the Kenny match first. Yeah, right? yeah, because that was uh,
1: he Kenny one had just beaten maybe eight. I don't was it AJ or was it Tana? I, I whoever was the big. I think star it was leader. it was probably
4: AJ because AJ probably had just left at that. And point, then Chris little, Jericho's little on the screen. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like
1: that. I could <clears throat> be. I could Matt Matt would know better than me. I have no idea. But anyway, go ahead.
4: Uh Yeah, and obviously being a WCW guy, like. a lot of times early on, because he had that, you know, he had that. He was a heel. He had that top ponytail, and I like, I, I loved watching the cruiserweights because, as like a little kid, I was like, well, I I don't look like fucking Goldberg, (laughs) you know. I was like, I always thought that I was gonna be like a Rey Mysterio guy, like, and I also was only like five four as a freshman in high school. Like, it's I'm a I'm a late bloom late bloomer, dog. I thought I would be short, you know, Um, and so. You know Jericho coming over obviously brought a, a ton of eyes. You know that's that's how I started, but just watching, you know, and then seeing a the Kenny Omega match for the first time, and then seeing him and Okada like I think it was later that year is like, like how how are these guys doing this? You know i have only <laughs> ever seen WWE, TNA, you know, and and it probably I think like X to you know guys like Christopher Daniels, but like you know when I was in middle school and discovered TNA. Like I hadn't seen wrestling that was just so like, you know, like what the fuck is this? Like what did like the X division at the time, it was it was just, it was insane. You know, you've never yeah. seen shit like that. And then it's just this, you know, I, that the Japanese style, what it's evolved into. Um, and then what guys like Kenny and Okada do, uh, it blew my mind. So I started watching more, but I still didn't understand. I still it was it was hard for me to study and not just see move, you know, it was hard for me to understand what what it was because it's, you know, different, different genre, different storytelling. So it took me, it took me having to become a part of the company and be immersed in it to understand it. But now, you know, I think that, like I said before, like this, this to me suits me, I think way better than anything I was doing prior to. And that I think that I'm, I'm this version of me and, you know, the, the things you know the, the the direction I'm headed and where I've been here with New Japan is the has been the best combination to truly become the wrestler I wanted to become. And it, and I think that if I would have stayed in America, that there's a lot of this this edge and I mean, just this this toughness. You know what I mean? Like you can't you you either die in that ring with Suzuki and those guys, or you know what I mean? You take that ass whipping and and you you fucking go do it again the next day. And uh, I don't think that's like this that grit. That I you know I didn't have that before I came to New Japan and before you know spending six days a week with two other guys beating the shit out of each other every day in the dojo you know it it was it, it was it was awesome but I didn't yeah it was it wasn't until and even then it was probably not until you know I did that five and a half week G1 tour which was a long t- you know my first time ever leaving the country too. Uh, and then do and then not only that, but it's just like you're you're doing it as a young boy. So then again, like so you you're up earlier, you you know, you're you're doing all you got all the young boy responsibilities before the show, after the show, doing the bus, all that stuff. But then we would have like these training sessions before the shows. And it was our first time coming in, our first time meeting the Japanese lions, and like we were none of us spoke. We there was very much like a we like you know if we were to let them outshine us in any in any noticeable way or bad you know or yeah. when we're in there, like you watch Clark and Narita in those early early turns or early early matches that we had and they were just fucking shooting man the wrestling that they're doing is so but they're 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 not letting each other reverse they're trying you know they they went at it and um and if we and if we would have you know, gotten our asses whipped in the ring, we would have had it. We would have went backstage and got our asses whipped again. You
0: yeah, know? I, was gonna, I was gonna ask you that before you went on that first tour over there. Does Shibata tell you guys, like, you're my young lions? Oh, 100%. 100%.
4: do not and, embarrass and, and that me. Was me too. Yeah, was, I mean, yeah, you have that feel and uh, going in and doing those workouts beforehand. Like for us, like they were fucking hard. They were miserable and you're taking just. I mean, Mox just talked about it in an interview. And I remember I remember it was like the second or last night of the G one. And I remember, you know, we're doing our training session and all the and it's, you know, taking 10, 20 flatbacks every single day before we go rest you know, and we're just bumping, taking tackle. And I just yeah, I heard him off the side like, Jesus Christ, stop bumping like, fuck, you know, every time we would take because we're just in there. Shit out of each other, we're getting a full workout in. And then it's like, all right, doors are open. So then we go get changed and we're probably one of the early matches. So then you're just like, yeah, I've been working out for three hours, two hours. Now now I'll go wrestle this match. And then um, but yeah, five and a half weeks of that was, you know, it was it was it was fun. It was awesome it was my first thing, it was my first big tour, but then like midway through the tour, I got to deal with like the real life stuff that comes along with the business. I like, you know, my uncle passed away like midway through the tour. Like an hour before I get that phone call, 8 AM. Like I, you know, I've had a, had a really fun FaceTime breakup call. You know what I mean? Like all the all the real life stuff. So then it was that first tour. Is like I got to, I was I was doing it. I was touring. I was on the fucking G1. I'm doing 12,000 people arenas. You know, and everything is awesome. But then like dealing with the double edged sword. It was just it was a it was a fucking roller coaster, man. And I was and honestly, like I wasn't. I was very nervous about whether or not I I could tough it out in Japan because of that tour. Um, and my contract had actually expired like the last day I, 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 I re-signed re- like that, that night after the show, but you know, it was even, I just talked about it on another interview, like shout out to Rocky Romero. Cause he's just been, you know, he's just been, a, he's, he's like our go-to guy, you know, in the office and everything like that. And he just, he's also been someone, you know, when Shibata-san was gone for a few weeks or so at a time back home in Japan, or my, like Rocky was in there helping us, training, but you know, he's he's been there, but he was one of the, <laughs> one of the guys, uh, you know, a few times throughout that tour, if I was having a hard time or even, you know, that conversation that's like, you know, just your first tour, very long, it's very, like, just, you know, stick it out. Like, I you know, and, and I did, and I'm so glad I did, but, uh yeah, and I think that's the other thing that I've been like super bummed about with the way things have gone the last two years. Because you know, after from July to January, I was on every single tour, even Super Junior Super Junior Tag League. Like I was on those tours, and I and I got so comfortable, and I was feel I was, you know, like you are wrestling that many days a week, and now I'm we're kind of I'm like a like I'm in the army reserves now. I'm like one week in a month, baby. <laughs> you know, we go, we go, we go do these tapings and like. And it's, and it's just like, it's harder to like feel that sharp, right. you know? Um, but yeah, like I was feeling so good. And I was like, man, I get it now. Especially like I said, after that fourth tour, I was like, I don't, hopefully I can do this and adapt here, you know? And then I finally did it. And, and I'm like, I, I understand the wrestling. I understand what we do, who we are, who, how I fit in here. Um, and again, now I'm just dying to get back.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you, if- we're gonna we're gonna let you go shortly, Carl. I know it's been a, it's been a long talk. It's been great though, and yeah, and we appreciate that, your time. Of we are all night, you
4: me, so. <laughs> but, uh,
0: so you come back from your your G one climax tour. You're a WCW fan. They tell you, hey, we're gonna do the show in Tacoma, Washington, and you're gonna team with Jushin and Thunder Liger. Oh. How, what, what was that like for you? Cause you, cause you did it the next night too. And Defy, it wasn't like a one-off
4: thing. You got the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got two. And then, uh, man, it was cool. And like the homie Pillman was in that match too. Like that was my, that was the only time i got to share the win with Brian. Um, but yeah, dude, being, it's one of those, like, just like being in the dojo at first, like it's still now, now that I like, I know him really well, you know, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, it was, you know, it's like, or something now But for like, to that point at first, like, oh, like, this is the, you know, just, like, all these legends, like, man, this is the guy, like, sitting on the bus, and Nagata-san's, you know, across the aisle from me, and you're, like, and Tana's next to you. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, like, what? It's crazy. Um, but then, yeah, and then being in being in that match, and then, uh, you know, and then when you're in those matches with those guys, too, it's, like, every match, like, I gotta, obviously gotta impress boss Man Shibata-san, like, that's, like, Come back to the match, yeah. and, you know, go get your critique. But then, like, I'm in here with Liger sound, too. And like, if I'm in, if I'm not performing well, I guarantee you know that that's probably going to be a problem. So it's like that, <laughs> that uh, like that stress. I like to say, because probably I've been I've been fairly lucky with uh, you know the assholes I've gotten for getting in trouble or anything like that. But. I also, I always joke with the boys. I was like, yeah, I was like, I always," I "I was like, I did so well because I was just afraid of getting my ass wet. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, oh, I just, I, I think I excelled because I was just scared. <laughs> Fear is a powerful thing. Yeah. Powerful tool, man. I'll
0: tell you we, that. Uh, what was it? Let me ask you, what was it like? Uh, so we've been doing the podcast for a little I, over 10 I, years now.
1: I know where you're going. I know where you're going. <laughs>
0: and we've, when, and we vended a wrestler uh, back in the day <laughs> so <laughs> that <laughs> we were, We were allowed to go backstage to, to, you know, pay him and talk to him. And I walked back there and there was fucking Jushin Thunder Liger without his mask on. And I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. I was like, you're so It's
1: like, you know, I don't want to see this. It's it's a memory that I want to scrub from my mind, like completely, (laughs) like for the rest of my life. Even though I know he's wrestled previously without the mask, but like. Just like, I
4: think that's just you guys being good fans, if you ask me. Like, I don't understand wrestling fans, man. Like, and I'm obviously I'm not talking about all fans, but it's like we're like the only ones. Yeah. Like the only one. Like I like no yeah. one hates wrestling more than wrestling fans for some that's reason. Very true. But like, you know, all my friends that are like, I guess usually I use like the Game of Thrones reference or Walking Dead, but like something like Euphoria. That's what everyone watch. I don't watch shows, but like yeah. every, you know, but I know people Gibberish. like People that watch shows, normal people, fans of stuff—they don't want spoilers. They don't fuck with spoilers. They don't like—they don't go out of their way to try and learn every single like. Like I, I used to love turning on any, you know, turning on wrestling as a kid and like, oh, like, what's going on? Like, what's going to happen tonight? Like, like, so crazy to be, you know? Like, yeah. you guys want to keep Liger in that, on that, you know, in that light Dude. as a fan, you know? Like, and I don't—I just don't understand why. Like I like I swear, so many wrestling fans just like it well, was. Really, it was really the their own experience. You it know, was the happened.
1: single worst moment of my life, and I've been through some shit. <laughs> yeah, I was
0: not. I was not ready for that. There should have been like a, should have been. A, I mean, I didn't belong back there
1: in the first place. But there should have been. Yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> I, I, was was doing, ha- I was doing. Here comes your, your mask on. Yeah, I was doing yeah. the interviews back there for okay. for, you, for them, and I was like getting content for the podcast, which I wasn't even a part of at the time. But I was the man on the street, and I was back there the Briscoes, Elijah Burke, uh, uh, Nick. I'm uh, Nick Gage. Uh, Got a uh, Christ. Why am I blanking on his name? The hardcore guy. He
4: just said it right. No,
1: no. Uh, <laughs> who's who's like the, the the old old guy that who's crazy and psychopathic? Uh, Nick. That's,
0: you could. That's a lot of.
1: Oh my! God. He was there. He was
0: old. Oh, it
4: sounds like a wrestler. Necro Butcher.
0: Necro Butcher.
1: <laughs> Oh, oh okay. Yeah, a necro butcher, like I wanted to get an interview with him and he's like, "Hey, go talk to Liger. I hear he speaks perfect English." <laughs> so like so like a jerk, I went over there. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's a bad moment. Who
0: is who Carl who's who's your favorite person uh to get in there and work with? I
4: think man, I I the match that I had with Alex at Resurgence, I think, especially for the 10-minute opener that it was, like, I think, because, again, like, it was, like, that New Japan, you know, is, is be, being able to do that. But, um, man, Clark Connors, dude, <clears throat> the first guy I wrestled when we, you know, when we got in the in the dojo in the court, you know, we're all, no talking, like I said, like, five-minute round, just seeing, seeing what everyone's got and, like... <laughs> it sounds cliche, I'm just like that first lockup. And I was like, oh, I like this guy wrestled. Like, I know I he wrestled. I can tell, he. I can feel that he probably wrestles like me. And then that, in that first five minutes, first mm-hmm. time meeting each other, like everything was just without, you know, we were on the same wave. And then the more we learned stuff, you know, through the same training, all of that. And then we did that, uh, We like 20-minute main event, that first LA Dojo Showcase. And that was, uh, for us, that was, like, that was our opportunity to take the ball and say, like, yeah, we can do, we, like, we can do, we're main event fucking guys and we can put on, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go out here and do our jobs like we um, <clears throat> need to and know we can. And then, like, same thing with that match. It was, like, so, I, I couldn't believe it. it was 20 minutes when we were done. You know, everything, like, it's just, and our I think our timing, just every everything about it, you know, like, he's, he's someone that, like, I just know what he's doing and how he's going to do it, and, and it's like it's been that way since day
3: one.
0: It's all—it's awesome. I love—I like watching you and Clark, and I do like you and Alex too. Uh, I think you guys have yeah. chemistry. Uh, I just pulled my mic. <laughs> yep, ten years. Ten years, <laughs> ten years Carl. <laughs> I've been—I've been very excited to talk to Carl. I've wanted to have him on the show for a while. Now. This was a great, a great,
1: great time.
4: Oh, this has been, a man, I'll I'll tell you, we we talked my hangover off, so that's, I I I feel tenfold better than I did when I started the the conversation. All right,
1: look
0: at us.
4: (laughs) We're the
1: (laughs) cure
0: for a hangover. It's it's, it's
4: the smiles, man. That and, yeah, I I definitely appreciate a fun, easy talk, and then I also appreciate every time I do an interview now and someone doesn't ask the question, like, so did you do a lot of squats in the dojo? Like... Yeah, of course, there's a lot of fucking squats in the dope. Like, what was what was the what most was annoying question hard? we asked you? Huh?
1: What was the most annoying question we asked you?
4: No, you guys nailed it because because every like I get like a little like my uh my antennas will go as soon as we start talking about dojo and training and things. You know, it's like gotcha, yeah, but then yeah. you know you you guys ask good personal questions. You yeah. know, <laughs> just, we don't just, give a shit. About training hard, hard, you know, or.
0: I don't want to. I don't want to disappoint the Shining Wizards yeah. listeners. So, Carl, I have to ask. I asked the question to all my guests, all oh, our guests. Excuse oh, me. Boy. My question, though: When was the last time you shit your pants?
4: I've yet to do that in a match. I've yet I just meant in general. I've yet to have. Well, I just want to say, like, I've yet because it's gonna happen. Like, you know, like I just I just uh, <laughs> everybody I know, you know, everyone like did like it happens to everybody. Um, let's see, last time. I think I would say I think this last summer I sharted. Last yeah, summer I, I think I, that I can think of or you know I had to had to go check things out and things didn't go well I would I think it was maybe late July early August. Yeah. Some time around yeah. resurgence I shit my pants guys.
0: <laughs> Look, it happens <laughs> all the time. It happens <laughs> Ethan Page tells a hysterical Uh, Shitting his pants story, where he was doing like door to door sales, and he shit his pants like at somebody's house while he was doing it. He told it
4: (laughs) in the middle of. He told
0: it on the podcast, and then he went upstairs and like threw his underwear out or something. I.
5: Well,
0: I, I, it happens to me more than it should to a normal human being. Um, and then some people,
4: some people, it's, it's, it's. I know, I got, I have friends that like. I'm like, what do you mean you shit your pants again?
0: That's, That's Kevin. I use it, all, you, time, you that, it
4: to me all the time. The last time I shit
0: my pants, Carl, I was literally six inches from the toilet bowl. <sighs> <That's> <sighs> it, worth. It, I was going to take a dump and it just, I sharted, and it was. <laughs> oh, it was not. And I had all bragged day. about it the night before. All like, day. Yeah, <laughs> I bragged about it on the podcast. I was like, it's been like eight months since I shit my pants. We're rolling.
4: I'm on a I'm on a streak right now. No yeah, pun intended. I was, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, I'm not on a streak for once. I guess. Yeah. You know. Carl, oh, that went,
1: we would love to have you back on anytime. Just scratch
4: let's the surface. It. You mentioned I Super
3: Juniors,
1: see. and like that, just like I like, how did we not talk about Super Juniors? And now <laughs> I just want to talk about Super Juniors. Let's, let's do
0: it, man. And, and it's inevitable that New Japan eventually comes to the East Coast. New Japan strong. So yep. when they come to New York or Philadelphia. We'll meet up after the show uh, and do some shots of Jaeger.
4: So I will do Jaeger. So I I should be seeing. Let's I think April I might be able to have a shot or two with you. But yeah, we you will know soon enough. I'm sure. <laughs> I am yeah, excited. So that, I can't wait. That should be happening sooner than later. So I was at I
0: was in Philly in 2020.
4: Uh, <laughs> Great story I, at the arena. Ah, oh, okay. I wrestled, I wrestled uh, Mikey Nichols in Philly there. I got fucking shit faced at that show. <laughs> man, I was I love wrestling in Philly. It just, I got so shit faced East Coast man. crowd, you know. I'll
0: tell you what, that arena, nothing like the original ECW arena though.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean it's still just just that I'm in the building, is cool. And I, I do love that like the whole area is fucking shitty. And, like it's outside, so shit. it's, it's I'm like I'm like this is a hundred percent the area that ECW was driving <laughs> in. Like this is definitely their little neighborhood, fuck yeah. Uh, and, then so, I like, and then I hurry to the bus, you know, <laughs> uh,
0: I, I was lucky enough to go to ECW shows back in the day, oh, in the arena. I had to take a shit in a pizza, in a pizza parlor where I had to go down into the basement to use their bathroom. And my buddy who I with me went down, he couldn't find the chain to turn the light on. So he just pissed all over the place. And I was like, we get outside, and he's like, "Yeah, I just pissed all over." I'm like, "Dude, they had like fucking soda and shit down there. What's wrong with you?" And I couldn't find the chain. I'm like, "You asshole!"
1: <laughs> yeah, I got fucking
0: hammered at that show. I work on a food truck, so I worked. Oh yeah, yeah. I worked the, the the farmers market in the morning, and then we had like a 90 minute drive, and I just I started crushing double jacket cokes and I had like two hot dogs. <laughs> and I was in I was in bad shape.
4: Whis- whiskey and hot dogs, man.
0: It was not a good combination. <laughs> not a good combination. Oh, just but it was a great show. Yes. I, had I, had some, time. I had some Jameson
4: yesterday, so this is a typical Sunday fun day, or what turned into Sunday fun day. Oh, look at this—the gift uh, that keeps on giving, right here. Too yeah. This is this is an insight into like being out in public with me, guys. Uh, oh, God, I can't. Again, it was supposed to be a chill day, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Two blood, two big bloody marys. Um. I had at least three mimosas. And then of course ever like pictures. Usually his pictures of Coors Light. Fair. Had the Jameson. shit. We tried to, my buddy, uh a college. So I live in a duplex and uh homie that lives upstairs we went to college together. So he was not on that college wave time time machine with me. And even he was like down yesterday. He's like, let's do a Diego. Let's do it. I was like, ah, but they were out <laughs> fucking supply chain guys. Uh, ah yeah, so yeah, so, uh, so we did so we we took took a shot of jmo instead and then uh do you know what long drinks are it's uh they're they're in can it's are a the cans can- yeah, yeah like, uh, like, like a, a Moscow regular, mule yeah yeah like the yeah. uh the blue the regular one the gin one uh i probably throughout the rest of the afternoon it was it was about a 10 hour day i think from about noon to 10 10 30 we were out and yeah then it was just a bunch of gin drinks for the rest of the night and then of course the two days before we just anything that whoever any of anyone gave us that's so right. <laughs> that, that's was, usually, that was that was how it goes that was the menu on a sunday when it was like yeah we're gonna send it but like it was supposed to be like chill at the same time but it is oh, a lot of a lot of stuff all right and what is it five five ten p.m on monday and i'm finally not hungover anymore so god <laughs> bless carl this is you know, an I can, I can, I can, I can party, but the repercussions are. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: they're there. Yeah, they're definitely there. This has been an absolute pleasure. Anytime. We'd love to, anytime, uh, we'd love to man, have you I'm back on before you go back to Japan. When you come back, you're promoting anything. Uh, we'll, we'll touch base. Cause this was a
1: blast. And uh, oh,
0: man, yeah, I had a blast. Tony, oh,
4: had
0: we, we have a third and it's Tony, but he hates guests apparently.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tony and I don't know why he he doesn't doesn't fuck with the guest shows. (laughs) No, he hates them. He never does. Like, watch. (laughs) You want to, Carl? You want to fuck with him? Especially like when it's like a seven o'clock guest when we start. Like he's he wants no part of it. (laughs) I just texted him. I
0: told him we were ready. When he drops in, Carl, tell him like go fuck yourself and just hang up. It'll be
1: hysterical. (laughs) Yes, let's do that. Please go fuck yourself. (laughs) Go fuck yourself, Tony and. And- like, Tony, I heard you hate guests. Go fuck
2: yourself. Right, here you go. Okay. You-, <laughs> you guys know I'm listening to you, waiting for you
4: guys to like invite me into the conversation, right? All right. I mean- Carl? Carl, you're on. Hey Tony man, nice to meet you. I'm gonna get out of your hair. Um, yeah, you-, you guys you guys can fuck off for the rest of the evening since you know you, you don't really want me here. So thanks for the chance. I guys. shit my
2: pants last week, by the way.
1: I need left.
4: That's right.
2: Fuck call Fredericks. <laughs>
1: Oh, go! Fucking awesome! No, that, he didn't deserve that. We deserve. Yeah, hey, daddy, He fucking shit.
2: bounced on me. What a dick! That was.
0: The, that was <laughs> I the
2: thought plan. you
1: said you were listening.
0: Yeah, I was
2: listening.
1: Well, you, then you should have known that that was the plan. Holy shit! Well, it's
2: on a fucking like ten second delay, so I didn't get the entire plan. I was trying to cut it off at the pass, and I guess I was still too late anyway.
1: Hey, T Don, okay. I got good, I got good news for you.
2: Oh shit! What?
1: Carl Fredericks.
2: Oh no! Top five. See, I can't go along with that because I didn't listen to the whole thing. But he might I be heard, number. He
1: might be number one.
2: What I heard, I think top ten, definitely. He
1: might be. He until might have until, he, until he
2: motherfucked me, and then you know.
1: <laughs> he may have just beat out Sonny Kiss as number one, or Stevie Ray as number one.
2: I hope his hangover's not over. I hope like he's got residuals, and he's like he fucking blows a fart and he shits his pants, and I hope the cycle starts over for him too. Hey, I like so that apples,
1: Carl. Hey, so Matt, what do you say we take a commercial break? Oh, you fucking
2: bring me in and you're gonna do a break? Fuck uh, all
1: y'all.
0: Yeah, if you gotta go, you can go. I'll catch up with this guy. <laughs> no, I thought that was hysterical,
1: though. That's why I had this. Oh, it was awesome. I don't okay, have yeah, to fantastic. for a break.
2: Yeah, fucking great.
1: Wonderful he had a blast, by the way.
2: I blasted his ass. You
1: Bro, go. I looked up, it
0: was seven forty five. I was like, Holy shit, we're this this is awesome.
2: Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Hello, Tony. Good. You got rid of Kevin? <laughs>
5: No, Kevin, what, everybody's leaving
2: be. are you leaving too is that the fucking joke no i'm not real relax are y'all giving me the iggy tonight like the second no, half I of the think show's Kevin's all me take a piss was he gonna go piss on the soda cans
0: that was that was donnie friggin's that did that
2: fucking donnie what a dick <laughs> it kind of doesn't surprise me <laughs> it seems like a donnie thing to do <laughs> Well, since I'm here, I might as well do the fucking plugs and let you guys know what's happening around the Shining Wizards Network these uh, days. We're are actually- you going to do
0: that? Because then I will take a piss.
2: Yeah, sure. Fuck it. I'll do the show. Why not? Fucking assholes. Yeah. And zoom in on me. Look how handsome I am. Look at some-
0: this. Here, I'll give you some music. You three,
2: on? Three fucking ugly idiots talking shit about shit. And then I come back and they just give me the entire floor to myself. This is amazing. I love it. This week... Of the past on the Shining Wizards Network, we've had the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, who celebrated 35 years of demolition. That's right. They cover everything from the beginning days all the way through to demolition blast. It's a blast. And unfortunately, no Jay this week, who is the glue of that show. But Phil and Choppy did a great job. Inconclusive Breakdown, Justin and Vince are covering more of the Ukraine situation and their top 10 this week movie brothers always love listening to galoosal breakdown ringside rant justin and rj are covering the march 3rd 1997 raw from germany which features the european championship final between davy boy smith and owen hart amazing match go check that out radioactive metal snowy and aaron ask everyone the question what is metal and then they spend the next two hours playing all the greatest fucking metal and talking about all kinds of metal shit The Mark Order Podcast, I know it's a little behind. They are always on Wednesdays. Don't forget to check them out. They covered the Tony Khan announcement about Ring of Honor being purchased by Tony Khan. I know we're probably going to talk about that later, but I want to let you know what the professionals who cover AEW every week we're talking about. And they give a little pay per view preview. If you haven't watched the pay per view, please check them out. And I'm sure they're going to have a recap this Wednesday anyway. So check out our friends at the Mark Order Podcast. Wrestling Night in Canada, Snowy, Matt, and Ducky are back. And they're covering all of the big men in pro wrestling history we're talking andre we're talking giant gonzalez they're all there and they talk about him and they pretty much consider the fact that none of these guys are actually uh, very handsome which i would tend to disagree with but it's there and of course our friends from down under the Brocast, they actually go on a rewind they have the rusev versus uh, john cena match from wrestlemania 31 in the vault and they also do a watch along to wrestlemania 17's main event the rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and that's what's going on around the Shining Wizards Network this week don't forget to if you have not joined the patreon patreon.com slash Wizards podcast shining slash patreon we've got tons of bonus episodes up there but listen you don't even have to do that for as little as one dollar we will mention you each and every week right here on the show as part of our patreon producers list but Your best value, Matt says it each and every week, for $3, you get access to the library of bonus shows. And we got a bunch of bonus shows already for you in March. We did another crossword puzzle. And when I say we, I mean Matt took a shot at it this time, playing against Kevin, and I was the hostess with the mostest. It was awesome. And we also covered our top five, our top five favorite WrestleMania matches of all time. That's all in the hopper. Those episodes... Plus, all of the archive of the bonus episodes available for you just for $3 a month. Five bucks a month, we will plug your shit. You got a website. You got a friend who makes experimental music. You want to sell something, we'll plug it for you. Let us know. Better not be any kind of poopy stuff, though, because as much as we like talking about poop, I don't think we want to plug poop. Actually, you should probably buy a plug if you have poop problems. That's a little advice from your Uncle Tony. 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. We got the regular box of wizardry. We got the, the, the ginormous Grande Mocha Latte Machino boxes of wizardry. Every three months, we're going to send the flyest, freshest, dopest wrestling stuff to your door. Matt's been on top of that. Matt combs the world far and wide to bring you guys good stuff. And it's all there at the $10 and $20 levels. Three months minimum. Every three months. You get a it. It's like fucking Christmas four times a year. Where can you beat that? You can't. You got it right here from your boys in Shiny Wizards. And I know Matt's already with the list. So if he wants to get back on the screen, if he wants to get back on the screen, I'm giving him the cue. There he is. Matt's going to tell us this month, this week, our Patreon producers.
0: Uh, we want to thank those that support us. Tony just did an amazing job. So uh, hands, hands together for Tony. Big clap there for t Uh We couldn't do this without these wonderful folks who continue to support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Withers- Wizards. <coughs> Excuse me. Danny and Anthony Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Sean Toe, Sean Calejo. Kate, the great Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. She's the queen of the podcast. She's doing the mark order. She's doing Fightful. She's doing Sour Grabs. I, I can't keep track of her. Follow her on her social media. She's got a whole list. Uh, Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K, J, G. Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni, happy birthday. Uh, Kenny Halsey, the Scotch Drinks More. Uh, Jay Kopp, the big Kopp of Pump. Thomas Kopp, the Mott Spock, who's throwing out that Ring of Honor podcast, which I want to listen to because I think – They covered the 10th anniversary show, and I was at the Hammerstein Ballroom for that, so I want to listen to that. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, was it the 10th or the 14th anniversary show? I don't know. I got to go back and look. Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro, Braden Bergen, the LeBron James of Mattel Elite figure collecting, Brendan Haney, Kerry Cowling, Ryan Schlong, Asian Joe, David Henry Bauer III, I Dunk Biscuits from the UK, brand new Patriots quarter. Uh, Thank you. Roll, Mike Peterson, Rob Humphrey, and last but certainly not least, his pal Antonio Hauserman makes experimental music at HarvestManRecords.bandcamp.com. The one, the only, William Mercier Jr.
1: Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. Oh yeah, big time Sorry. meetings.
0: All right, see oh, you guys no. next week.
1: All right no, Tony, totally. thanks for
0: stopping by. I'm I'm chatting. I'm just following up with our guests. My apologies.
1: No, no, that wasn't that wasn't Do, anything. That wasn't directed, directed at you. you. That was yeah, directed even... at
2: me like I served my purpose. I yeah, Tony, Tony's
1: here. He wants to leave. It's fine.
2: That's all. <laughs> I heard we got another guest at eight 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 twenty five. so I don't want to be here for That's that right. guest either.
1: That's right. Frederick Carls will be joining us at <laughs> <laughs>
2: Frederick Carls.
1: At eight forty-five, so we're gonna <laughs> sign up, Tony. The,
2: the newest signee to Impact Wrestling, <laughs> that's
1: right. Frederick Carls. Who's the man? Frederick Carls is the man. Big Frederick Carls guy. Loved him at a uh, ECPAW.
2: EC Paul.
1: EC Paul. That's right. EC Paul. A lot of fundraisers for pets.
0: Well, Tony, it's it's great of you to join us.
2: Great. It's great of you to be here, so I can join you.
0: Right. Yeah, well, we got a lot to talk about, A lot Ooh. to cover. Big stuff. <laughs> AEW Revolution, big time night was Yay! last night. Yeah, and you know what that means?
2: Oh no, is that what it means? Is that oh, what I think it means? Oh
0: no, Who's it means it? the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast made some picks last night. It's time for the Shining Wizard
3: Wrestling Podcast picks for the pay per view where Matt dominated. What a stinker.
1: I
2: don't wait, know. You dominated? I don't dominated? Know, I Is dominated, dominated the right Bro world? I went
0: eleven and one. Eleven and one. What did you do? Eight and four? Eight and four? What wait? I wasn't talking shit.
3: I'm
0: right on your ass, Tony. I'm two behind you now, you punk ass. I always like two
2: behind me.
1: Yeah, I doubt the truth.
0: Kevin's one behind me. I'm right in the middle now. Oh,
2: Oh my God. Kevin's in third place. Kevin's over, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm done.
0: I stink. (laughs) I hate picks. I'm done. I fucking hate them too, man. I hate him. I'll tell you the two big differences. Uh Uh-oh. I pick Legit Layla. You guys pick Statlander. Bunch of fucking shit. Didn't see that one coming. And I picked Britt Baker, and you guys took Thunder Rosa. Yeah, that one...
1: There's always one you want to have back. I don't think that's the one I want to have back though.
0: Uh, Tony took Keith Lee to win the ladder match. And Kevin took Red Dragon to win the tag titles.
1: Yeah, that one I would want to have back. That's the one you want to take back because I just thought that the 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 story of of the the tension between the two of these guys are the newcomers are having the belts and all that stuff. I just thought that it would have been a nice little story to tell. So that's why I went with uh, with Red Dragon being Young Buck being jealous of them, even though Young Bucks are clearly in the eyes of the world better than them, air quotes there. But I just yeah. So I I would like to have that one back.
0: And then we all lost the Danielson match. It's my only blemish on my record. Yeah. You know
2: that's the one I would like to have back. I should have thought better than that. I should have thought John Moxley was going to win that damn thing. That's the one I would have taken back. I would have stuck with Thunder Rosa. I would have stuck with Keith Lee, but if one to have back, it would have been Moxley. And can I tell
1: you how much I hated that match? By the way, the Thunder Which Rosa, match, the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match. I hated the sequence towards the end. It's fair enough. It's, it's, it's all right. She's a heel. We get it. She has heaters. I get it. But that's like a dynamite finish. That's not a. That's not a pay per view finish to me, and it just really, really, really bothered me.
2: I didn't see any of the show. I can tell oh. you that somebody posted uh, Thunder Rosa's entrance and they said that, look at her. She looks like she doesn't want to be there. And that was a telltale sign that she was not winning. No, and I she,
1: disagree with that. A hundred percent.
2: I don't know, man. I watched that. and It's kind of hard to argue against it because she came out and she had like no expression on her face. I think
1: that was like serious. Like I'm not showing emotion because I'm in this to to win this championship face. Yeah, this but wasn't... she came.
2: But she came out in like a like a half a flamingo looking thing too. Like
1: right at first, then she shed it. She shed shedded it. Shed it. Shed it. Shedded it, 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 it. Shed it. Shedded it. Shedded it, it. Quick, and then it was just her eye in the prize. I don't know. That's how I took it.
2: You know what I took away from it? Brand new belt. What do you think of the new belt?
0: Beautiful. It's beautiful. I I concur with Kevin. It's a an little... upgrade. For, it's an upgrade.
2: It's a, it's an homage to the uh, North American Championship from uh, Mid-South.
1: Do you know this already for facts? Oh yeah. Yes.
2: It's it's okay. designed exactly the same. It's even got the four corners with the little circles in them. Is this the Ooh. North
1: American Belt that Jeff Jarrett wore in WWE? No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. This was the uh this was the Mid-South North American Belt held by um Oh shit, Magnum uh, TA. Oh okay. Was, All
1: right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't talk
2: about it's like it looks really I do. oversized.
1: I, do. I for some reason I just decided to put NWA in my head instead of Mid South.
2: the the only the only thing that I don't understand is didn't they just make the other belt bigger not too long ago and
1: gold too I think right yeah didn't, so didn't they make it a little bigger of an oval and gold
2: yeah so like it's just really weird that they would like pivot so quickly to another new design but eh, whatever
0: uh, they probably knew that the first one looked like shit well there you go bro it's ter it was terrible yeah it was bad. It looked great when it was on, like, Rio, because she weighed 100 pounds soaking wet. Well, when fucking Nyla Rose is wearing a thing, it looks like a fucking belt
3: buckle. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Very very rare misstep in the AEW belt department, by the way, that belt. Because everything else has been phenomenal, other than the COVID snafus with the TNT titles. Everything else, all the Uh, other belts look great.
2: Yeah, the the tag belts still feel a little Dave and Buster's to me.
1: No way. Those are the best tag belts in the the game. What? It's a toss-up between them and NXT UKs.
5: And I haven't watched
1: NXT UK in like six years, so they might be different. I so, think yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry, Kevin. I didn't no, mean, no, no, no. It's fine. We should should not be talking about belts.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Revolution I thought was phenomenal. Um, to Kevin's point, I didn't. The Britt Baker Thunder Rosa and the Jade Cargill Take Conte match they were not good. They were not good. the best women's match of the night. Happened on the pre-show.
2: I saw the ending of that match and I was like, ugh. I didn't see the whole match, which which legit Layla with the fucking, with the, with the, with the gimmick. It was, oh, it wasn't even, it wasn't only that. I saw that move that they tried to do off the top rope together and I was just like,
0: yikes. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot more yikes. I thought there was a lot more yikes moment in the Jade Cargill take Conte match. I hated the fucking
1: kiss at the beginning. I don't understand. That's a thing now. I think in wrestling, like that's not the first time I've seen that. Like they did it. They did it at Sacrifice, and they did it at Impact with Tasha and Mickey James. Jade was
2: definitely going for the Mortal Kombat Jade look, and people were liking it to like the Kiss of Death, which is one of the finishers of Mortal Kombat. Which, like a lot of people, of course, they, like the Uber nerds were like, it wasn't even her finisher. It was like Katana's finisher. Yeah, I mean, you know, apples and oranges. But right. maybe she just went for it as part of like the Mortal Kombat gimmick. Like this is the kiss of death. I don't know. Like,
0: whatever. Oh, I fucking hated it. I hated yeah. the. I hated the match. Tai she- is not that great. I'm sorry.
2: She's not Ty right. Conte and Jade both need somebody in there to direct traffic. And when you have two idiots that don't I mean idiots, two people that don't know how to direct traffic, you got a fucking shit show. All right. So let's what not happened?
1: let's not completely forget that Ty Conti was in WWE developmental. She was in NXT. She never made the main roster. She was just yeah. she was there. Jade is straight, as far as I know, other than whatever training she had from the, uh, the nightmare. Fa- is she in nightmare factory? Jade. I don't know who's training mm-hmm. her. But whatever well, Bryanson is now. But well they're they're not they're not seasoned enough. And and when Ty Conti is the more seasoned one of the two, that's not the best. Granted, she's done great and she's been a phenomenal character and a phenomenal wrestler for AW, but when she's the more seasoned one and she's not in there with Britt Baker, or she's not in there with Thunder Rosa, or she's not in there with anyone else, or maybe like a red velvet or something like that, like it's not the best scenario. Again, just going by, you know, top of the head thoughts.
0: And, and, and to be fair, this match for me, my expectations were super low. The, the, the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match was, I was super disappointed in that. Yeah. It felt like they were, I said it Wednesday night when we did the show, when they had their exchange Wednesday night on dynamite, it didn't, they looked like they weren't on the same page. And it just seemed like it, picked up here and i think the story they're going for is thunder rose is going to win at yeah whatever slam in two weeks because yeah. that was when she beat her in the lights out match and it's full circle and maybe they do texas death match maybe they put it in a cage to keep all the goons out um
1: i yeah i just hate I, i'm with you. i hated it I hated the ending
2: of- it's t- dude it's tough when you want a series of matches to start the damn thing with a lights out match because then where do you go
1: from there
0: like
2: and a regular think, match just look, isn't going to cut it.
1: Right. Well, they kept them apart for yeah. a long time. Yeah, they put Britt with some other people in between. And same with Thunder. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb with this.
0: Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, and then the three-way tag match. And I I did not do any research on this, so you may argue with me if you like. Uh, give me, I gotta, You got to give me some time to go look back. Might be the best one-two opening of any wrestling pay-per-view. I'm like, with you. Not, not just AEW, like, Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho was fucking fantastic.
1: I thought the tag match, and again, this is just, like, picking nits. I thought the tag match started, I think there were two parts of that tag match. I think it started off a little wonky and then really picked up the pace once the the, the divisive split between the Bucks and Red Dragon started. And, and I think, oh, and, oh, God. It was in J- Jungle Boy. Can we talk about Jungle Boy for a second? Oh, he was doing and really how amazing, amazing he is. Holy moly! And how I never thought that he could ever do some of the stuff he did in that match. His sequences were like, he's like, he's the one doing the double teaming, like, he's the one that's doing like the Hurricane Mana. And then, oh, wait a second, I'll take your partner and give him a freaking suplex, too. That was sick, sick. Like, like that's what tag teams do. That's not what a, a one person does to two other men. On um, I, I I agree. The, the Kingston Jericho was insanely fun, and then this this match I think again started off a little wonky, but then like I I, I don't like the overuse of the the sneaky tag yourself in on somebody else just by slapping their back. The because, blind tag? Like, the blind tag, if you will. So, like, that happened a whole lot in this match. And then as soon as as soon as someone, like, as soon as, like, Nick Jackson tagged in, he immediately tagged Matt before he even did anything. Like, I thought that, like, and that happened a lot, too, in this match. So, that was a little weird. But, again, that's just totally picking nits doesn't even need it didn't even need to be brought up
2: no but match. since this but l- since you since you brought it up that's a big problem with aew the referees they they have no fucking rhyme reason or fucking like enforcement of the rules they just go eh, whatever well, it's
1: not so much the referees enforcing the rules it's just no a, it is it is no, but it's like why did you why did you want to get tagged in if literally your brother was standing right there and you're just going to tag him as soon as you walk in is it because you can get the five count to do a move but why can't he, why wouldn't he just come in anyway
2: what, ha- what happened to having to make contact with an opponent before you could tag back out?
1: Was, was that not a rule anymore? Is, was that ever a rule?:
2: Yeah. you had to make contact with somebody before you could tag back out.
1: Are you sure that's just not a two out of three falls match? No Because didn't, didn't you after a fall, didn't you have to do something before you could tag?:
2: No, they, they used to give like just a rest period and give the uh, the opponent a chance to answer the bell or something like
1: that. No, I thought you I thought the people that finished the first fall had to start the second. I thought
2: yeah, no, but, they do. They do. They don't, they don't tag out.
1: Yeah. But I, I don't think that's ever been a rule where like in a regular tag match, you have to make contact with your opponent before you tag your partner. Yeah. No, that, I don't think that's ever happened. Cause what happens when you do like the stare off, like when you start a match, like, no, I want him. I want him. I want him. And then they, and then they tag the other person to give, because
2: the, the match hasn't officially started yet. Oh, the bell
1: rang, the bell rang. All right.
2: So then what's the problem with Nick tagging Matt?
1: Like, so what was the problem? No, no, I just I just don't get it. I'm not saying it's a problem. I just don't understand why you would put your hand out to get tagged in if you're literally just gonna go and tag and tag Matt. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Again, taking nits. Uh so those are fan oh, the pre show too, the six man with the house of black and death triangle and Eric Redbird beard was awesome. Eric yeah. Redbeard hung with these fucking dudes. All was fire. Goodbeard
1: on Rampage, or was this, was this like a debut? I didn't he was on
0: Rampage. Show. He debuted on Rampage. Okay, okay. Uh, so that was fucking awesome. Uh, Hook beat QT Marshall, which was also really good. Yeah. Uh, the latter match was fun. There was a lot of uh, innovative spots with Orange Cassidy and stuff. Um, Wardlow won, so that plays into the story from Wednesday night. I thought that was good. Um. The punk MGF dog collar match. They. The. So we. The attention to detail. Now, I don't know if this. It's. I'm sure it's a CM Punk thing. The fact that he gets his old Ring of Honor music for his entrance. And he dresses like when he had dog collar matches with Raven and Jimmy Rave. um, It was fucking awesome. It was awesome. The match
1: was awesome unbelievable it's it was what the story was the story and the program was fantastic so this match was equal to what they've been doing up until this match absolutely amazing um little overkill with some stuff but you know it's a dog collar match anything goes do what you want uh, big time baby face against the best heel in wrestling rock on and we got the Wardlow turn
0: at the end, which, oh, which, which is awesome. Brilliant. Awesome stuff. Um, probably my favorite match of the night.
1: Ooh, that's a great question.
0: I mean, it's it's close. Uh Moxley and, and Danielson was fucking bonkers too.
1: Yeah. That might. All right, so I could have used the blood is just too like it's hard to watch a lot of the blood for me, and that's just my own personal thing. And that. I want to circle back real quick to Eddie Kingston, Jericho. Were you surprised we didn't see uh, Santana or Ortiz at all? Like, do you remember like watching it? Like, like where are like, when? No, is that not happen? really. So do you think they'll maybe follow it up with, uh... and Jericho didn't shake Kingston's hand like he said he would.
0: No, he did not. So I think there's more there that we'll see uh. Wednesday.
1: I had a booger this whole time on my nose. All right. Uh Are you Shawn Michaels at <laughs> WrestleMania 9?
0: So, so. Moxley uh, pins Danielson, then they kind of try and beat the shit out of each other, and then we get the debuting Steven Regal, which is fucking awesome.
1: Well, William Regal, because they called him William Regal. Oh, sorry, William Regal. My apologies. No, no, I wasn't, yeah, he, again, not directed has, at you. I just wasn't sure if they were s- allowed to call him William Regal or not.
2: He has to stay as William Regal now, though, right? I mean, like, everybody knows him as William Regal.
3: Well, yeah, I mean right. all the
0: press, all the press releases say William Regal, so so
1: yeah,
0: yeah.
3: What a God. fuck!
1: What a signing! Is he signed? Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. It was just so well done. And once he once he came down to the ring, I knew it, like like you knew like he's like stop it, you like little freaking kids and just shake hands like little men, kids. And and let's just get over this. I was it was really good, really well done.
0: Um, the six to, six man tornado match was exactly what it needed to be. Although I, I don't give a shit about Darby Allen and his artistic views and these fucking dumb videos at the beginning of these fucking matches. I don't give a shit.
1: All right, easy. easy. What easy? It's, it's once every three months they do it's it. It's
0: fucking stupid. Who oh, gives wait, a shit? You're not
1: seeing it every week. Relax. I don't
0: want to see it. How's that fucking sound, Kevin? It's, it's, it sounds like your old grumpy Matt. Just let it no, go. I just don't want to see his stupid artistic videos. They're fucking useless. <laughs> Fucking My hair's on fire he fucking drive. he like fucking drives a truck into like an rv and then sting as a flamethrower what the fuck is going on exactly.
2: Dude, at least they're doing something creative and interesting and something yeah. that the people are into with them i mean come on
1: like come on It's it's them being creative if we take away anyone's creativity in wrestling we would never have got some of the greatest shit we ever got
2: yeah, he'd be Marco Stunt with half a face painted if he that's fucking right. didn't do this shit. Come on now.
0: Hey, the, the shit he does in the ring is insane enough. I don't need to see him in a fucking truck jumping off a ramp into a fucking RV.
2: Can I tell you as an aside, I learned today that Marco Stunt was in MLW for a while.
0: <laughs> I had no fucking I'm, clue. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's great. great. Uh, this match was exactly what it needed to be, though. It was all over the fucking place. It was like the perfect... In between match after Moxley and Danielson in the main event, yeah. I, we talked about it with Carl Fredericks. The f- fucking Sting doing balcony dives at sixty fucking whatever he is is insane.
2: It's stupid. Eh, it's stupid. Insane. It's insane. no it's insane. It's, it's stupid.
1: stupid. No, if it's safe, it's safe.
2: Uh, a sixty-year-old man diving off a balcony is never safe.
0: There was Never. somebody there and some tables to break his fall. That's oh right.
2: yeah, sure, tables. They, they, that's fine.
0: Well, Sammy that's Guevara is doing fucking Spanish flies off the entrance ramp, which was well, stupid. Sammy
2: Guevara is also in his twenties and he's a fucking idiot too. But you <laughs> <He> could
0: still <laughs> die. Him and fucking Tate Conte saying they're crazy before they do a move fucking annoyed the shit out of me last
1: night too. I didn't. I, saw, I didn't even pick up on that.
2: I saw a video of them. They were like wrestling in like the middle of a plaza somewhere like in street clothes, like doing spots. Yeah, know. they were
0: working out the shit they were going to do in their bedroom when they went back to the hotel. Yeah, little plaza pleasure.
2: Well, they should have invited Darby because I don't know why he fucking missed that coffin drop, dude.
0: Oh, well, Matt Hardy was like rolling away. I don't yeah. know what he was doing. <laughs> Big money Matt-,
1: Matt was looking for Jeff to make the tag. <laughs> yeah, that was... that was I. That's like the one part of the match I did see because this is the only match I didn't really watch all the way through. But this was like... I did see that finish and I actually went back and watched it twice and like... Like where Matt, where are you going? Like, what
2: could I think? Matt was trying to do one of those like sell, like you're trying to get up and then get hit with the move. But the problem was Darby wasn't anticipating him getting up to sell. And it was and it was, it was you know, once Dar- once Darby's up, he gives a little peek and he sees like he probably off. just notices yeah, like yeah.
1: Matt's there, so he just goes and then that was it. It was all. Yeah, because Darby had the distance for yep. sure. I was like, was Darby short on this? And then no, if like... if
2: if Matt didn't move, he would have he would have nailed it perfectly.
0: Yeah, Ray was, was like, it. why did he move? I'm like, I don't fucking know.
2: It's <laughs> just like just like when he dropped that phantom elbow a couple weeks ago. What the fuck is Matt? Do- he needs Jeff, bro. He needs fucking Jeff to He's come. Coming. Back. He's
1: coming. He's coming. It was. It's like it looked. You know what it reminded me of like you ever like fall asleep on a pillow and you're literally on like the last corner of the pillow and There's nothing left. That's it, like Darby Allen and Matt Hardy. Was it was like, <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll just get this last little part of the pillow and then we'll all fall asleep? <sighs> uh, and then
0: main event hangman page retain, retains against Adam Cole,
1: baby. Uh,
0: was a it was a fucking it was exactly what you thought it would be. It yes. was a fucking awesome match.
1: So, Matt, you watched the show the entire pay per view start to finish live, correct? I did. Was there ever a point where you were just wrestled out? No. Okay, so you were engaged the entire way. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I got up during the Jade Cargill and the Tay Conte match. Okay.
4: No, I, just, I just like
0: figured. I missed the kiss because I was like upstairs putting sweatpants on or something. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Um,
2: But he was uh, probably taking his sweatpants down when he saw the kiss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I, I tried to get through it today and it, like, I was just wrestled out. By like a lot of it, like I was just like exhausted from watching. It, it was good. Gr- it was a great show, but I just felt myself like, like, oh, this match is still happening. Like this is still going on.
0: Right. A long, it's a, it was a long. It was a four and a half hour pay per view if you include the buy in. Yeah,
2: that's you right. can't do that shit on a Sunday anymore. That's ridiculous.
0: Well, yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, what? I was fine with it. That's yeah, so- but
2: I thought I thought AEW was like the Saturday Night Delight. You know, I thought I thought all their pay per views were Saturdays.
3: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Matt doesn't
1: work for AW, Tony.
2: So, Matt, what do you think? B minus, C plus?
1: What? The show, Fucking A, bro. I'm giving it a B plus.
0: You're fucking or this is fucking fantastic. It was fantastic shit. Giving
1: it a B plus for sure.
0: Stuff. Man, those two women matches were the only
1: blemishes for me. Uh, but I will say this, Matt. Oh, That I think the better show of the weekend was Impact Wrestling Sacrifice. My sacrifice. I think that show had top to bottom great wrestling, and I—I I know I caught you off guard with this. There we go. Um, and if I have to take, uh, these are my three takeaways. We don't have to spend all day talking about it. Three takeaways from uh, Impact Wrestling Sacrifice: Josh Alexander is back. Moose defeated Heath, which was actually a better match that I than I think it ever had any right to be. Wait,
2: who 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 defeated uh, Heath? Moose.
3: Hey, this is Moose.
1: That's right, Moose. How'd you feel about that one? Go ahead. Hey. Moose.
3: All right. So, so, shining the wizards. That's shining
2: right. the wizards. All right, so that's <laughs>
3: what Moose is doing. Hey, shining the wizards. That's
1: right, Moose. <laughs> uh, so, Moose, you did a, you did a great job. So, uh, I just want to let you introduce yourself to the people one more time.
3: Shining the Wizards. Oh, wait. Moose is a right. little confused. Hey, this is Moose. All right. There you go. Hey.
1: Josh Alexander.
3: Hey. Shining the Wizards. That's right. Moose, what, what are you real? doing? Shining the Wizards.
1: <laughs> so, Moose, what are you going to do after Impact tonight?
3: Oh, wait. Hey. Shining the wizards,
1: some Moose, you just went out with your beautiful, beautiful wife. You had a great dinner. You're gonna hey. go home, and what are you gonna
3: do? Shining the wizards, that's right. Hey, this is moose.
1: <laughs> oh, so that was sacrifice.
0: That was moose. <laughs> Fucking moose.
1: Uh, no, uh, so this is my <sighs>
3: particular,
1: um, a lot of uh, I don't know more lost matches. Uh, which is kind of surprising. I guess they're just now roster people, so they're just no longer an uh, uh, invasion-type deal. Eddie Edwards did beat uh, Rhino with the help of Steve Macklin, which was weird. Um, But uh, the other takeaway is Tasha Steeles is your new women's champion defeating Mickie James. And you also have new tag team champions, EY, Joe Doring defeated... the Bullet Club of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh, yeah, so a little surprising that I don't know more lost two matches out of the three. Oh, by the way, Tony, watch P- watch PCO versus Jonas or Jonah. Watch that match because he takes PCO. I don't know how he's we're talking about Sting diving off a stage. PCO took a powerbomb from Jonah off the stairs onto just the outside.
2: Well, he's a fucking maniac too. Yeah,
1: and then he did his, you know, his barrel, you know, plancha onto the apron on top of Jonah. That match, that match, Switchblade and and Alex Shelley. Wait, who the whole the whole sh- Switchblade Jay White and Alex Shelley oh, had a that group, fucking guy had a great match. Fuck right, the whole no, Fuck you, buddy. That's a that's a match. That's a match. That's a whole show. You got to go back and watch. I'm telling you, the whole show.
0: It's on the list. We also had new impact uh, knockout tag team champions, yes, the
1: which wins defeated the inspiration. That's right. Uh, Madison rain and, uh, and, uh Tennille Dashwood defeated uh, Jesse and Cassie. And that happened when Caleb may or may not have intentionally thrown the belts to his team that he manages, but uh, the story going forward will be that. Did he mean to throw them to them or did he mean to throw them to the inspiration? So that's uh That was fun, too. I mean, that that was actually a really good match as well. And then the Virtuosa had the champ-champ challenge. Chelsea Green came back, and she's fragile because she got hurt again. (laughs) She broke her wrist again. Yeah. Now, was it the same wrist, Matt? I don't know, but it's broke as shit. Yeah, it's broke as shit. Broke ass wrist. That Um, sucks. No, it does suck because she's, like, really, really good, and I really thought that they would build. I think Mickey James lost this to get into a program with maybe a heel Chelsea. And uh now that will not be happening, apparently, so but a lot of a lot of fun. Dude, I'm telling you the show was the show was awesome uh William Morrissey slammed uh Hawkins through uh his table, oh no, he slammed security through his table, which had his figures uh and then uh yeah, so that was that's uh that was sacrifice. I loved the show, I think it was better than revolution, but
0: oh wow, all right, I have to go back and watch it. I have to find time, Tony, last Monday night yes uh we right. talked about tony khan's huge announcement yes and right. wednesday uh it came out that tony khan bought and now owns ring of honor uh where did this meet the hype tony it's a
2: cool thing that he did i know that look we, we we rip on tony khan he like he tweaks he's always nervous who knows if anything else is involved
0: yeah, allegedly he does a lot of cocaine allegedly uh,
2: I understand this was his baby. This was his thing. Like he wanted to make the announcement, but boys just got to take a breath. He's got to let the crowd like, you know, he's got to learn to let the crowd like follow him along instead of just like, blah, 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 you know, like, blah, blah, blah. wait, didn't Kevin do that last week?
1: Nope. You do that all the time.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh.
2: Anyway. Um, It's cool. It was a, it was a great announcement. Was it earth shattering? Was it life changing the way he hyped it up? No. The problem is we don't know what he's going to do with it. Maybe if they simmered and kind of tried to figure things out and he would have had like a more detailed announcement going into it, it might have been worth more. He's the booker man. I get it, but it's not a terrible announcement, but it's not like like mind blowing, earth shattering, any of that. I mean, we got to wait and see. Would have been nice to have a little more meat on that bone. But, I mean, I can't complain about it. It wasn't like a dog shit announcement. I mean, I know you guys are probably looking like, oh, Ring of Honor. What the fuck? But no. But who knows? Do they get the TVs? Do they get the Well, I mean, I know you're looking like, because I was like shitting all over the fact that he was. No, no, I was
0: just (laughs) sorry. I'm paying attention to the conversation, Dickhead.
2: (laughs) But we don't know if the television spots came along with it. We don't know if it's just the video library, if it's the name, um, if Gresham or any of the champions are coming back. Like we didn't know any of that when he made this announcement. He's just like, Hey, I bought Ring of Honor.
1: Well, That's actually was... the fairest point that of the whole thing that you just there said.
0: There was a press release that was in our email and it still should be there. Maybe not. <sighs> of course not. Was... <laughs> Tony deletes.
1: <Leach>. The deal <laughs> included
0: the Ring of Honor video library, brand assets, intellectual property, production equipment, and more. And then he said last night during the media scrum, he yes. being Tony Khan, that he will be booking Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh, and in a not so uh, straight way, he said it will kind of be like a developmental for AEW.
2: I thought AEW doesn't do developmentals.
1: Is that, is that a quote from Tony Khan?
2: Oh, yeah, he said it. He said, we don't have an NXT. This is our NXT, where people like actually learn on the job instead of learning in a low... Look, he said that. He can change his mind. I hope that he's serious about it. More power to him, because they desperately need a developmental. But, bro, we got to get some people there like FTR. FTR ain't doing diddly squat. They'd be awesome in Ring of Honor. Uh, maybe maybe throw maybe proud and powerful goes down there and works with some of the new guys i don't know give the people that know what they're doing that aren't on tv right now an opportunity to work with some of the younger guys down there and i think it's
1: a great idea all right so here's this is kind of like a three-fold argument not argument but just point all right if if ring of honor as we know it was not going to be the same when it came back matt true is yeah. that correct i agree with that the same as what as we knew it before like, that structure, their their contracts, their talent, it wasn't going to be what we knew. Right. They were very clear about that. Exactly. Yeah,
2: and they, and they let pretty much everybody go. I mean, I think only, like, their their major championships were going to still be there. But even Roxy lost. I mean, the, who's yeah. the only person that still has a title? Like, Gresham, right?
0: Oh, Diana Parazu is the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Yeah, but
2: Deanna Parazu was is not a Ring of Honor talent. Like, Roxy was a Ring of Honor talent, but now so- she's
1: going to WWE. So my, my point being that if Tony Khan brings this new vision of Ring of Honor, would, would it be any worse than what we would have gotten with the comeback? Now, can they – now, will they have to strip people of championships if, if they can't come to agreements? Maybe. But at the end of the day, it's Ring of Honor. like Ring of Honor, as we knew it, wasn't coming back. So why would this be any different than what Ring of Honor would become? So this, if if anything, with the talent that AEW has on their roster, and I'm sure Tony Khan we know is open to bringing people in, if anything, this is the best-case scenario for continuing Ring of Honor for me.
2: Do you think it's just continuing Ring of Honor in name only, the fact that he's making it a developmental? I'm all for the fact that he wants to use it as a developmental system, but do you think that kind of takes away from what ring of honor
1: was but, but what what was it like you have you have you have the opportunity for cm punk to be on a ring of honor show you have the opportunity of brian danielson to be on a ring of honor show because you own it you have the youtube space you have the dark the dark elevation you have like why not so have, then, why but, not have rampage become ring of honor why not have ring of honor take over an hour of dynamite every now and then like why why because then possibilities are endless
2: because then ring of honor just becomes the name of a television show and not a separate promotion. That's why if you're going to make ring of honor rampage, it's just AEW with three different letters.
0: Now Uh, look, he he did not outright say that it would be developmental, but if you listen to the media in a roundabout way, now that could mean a thousand different things. I brought this up Wednesday night on the Mark Werder podcast. He could use it like a territorial system. Like Tony was saying, you're not doing anything with FTR. Send FTR to Ring of Honor for six months to have a run over there, and do the thing, and then you can bring him back to TV when the time is right. Um, you could have you could have people going in between both places. Uh, to Kevin's point, Brian Danielson back in Ring of Honor is huge. CM Punk is going to get people in the building, especially if he's on a oh. ROH branded
1: show. Jay Lethal still there? Like, Jay, yeah. Like, <clears throat> so I we, again like Tony's. T- to, to tony's point it wasn't like it wasn't like the announcement wasn't a big deal it was just that because we don't know enough about what it actually means is just it ju- it's just different i i have i have no doubt in my mind that tony khan when he gets behind something he's gonna get behind it and he's gonna make it work and he's gonna go full bore to like the best that he can so i really do think that ring of honor will be back i think they will have I, I think they'll have television if if it's Tony Khan and yeah, they they
0: so prior to I guess it was Tuesday they announced uh a couple of added matches to the the Supercard of Honor and they announced that April 10th they will be doing a TV taping at the 2300 Ravrina in Philadelphia.
3: There
2: you go. Okay.
0: Um, so now where now, again, to both of your points, the you know, the question is, what is that still going to be on Sinclair channels or will it be a YouTube show or will it be something else? I think to, to both of your points, there are still a lot of questions that have yet to be answered, but I think it's a great thing for, yeah for wrestling.
1: Uh, and I agree. I think the announcement for wrestling fans was huge. That's a it's a big freaking announcement. And I also it, think it's huge because
0: there's also rumors that it's very possible that AEW is going to have a streaming service, and that's going to be on HBO Max.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's that's a lot of rumors at this point. I haven't heard anybody that's confirmed that yet.
0: Yeah. No. It's under the Time Warner banner. They're still... They're, they Look, if you need... Con- they just got the whole fucking library. Yeah. And CM Punk was in, like, fucking tears last night talking about it. I don't
1: know if you saw it, the the media scrum about yeah. Ring of Yeah, I did see that. But um, there, there's no there's no reason not to. I mean, you purchase a library for this exact reason. So right, and it, and to
0: CM Punk's point, like, look, I've had Honor Club since it came out. It's it's a fucking nightmare to navigate. An absolute
1: yeah. nightmare. Yeah, and I think we all love the WWE Network format before they went to Peacock. It's it's a little more aggravating but it's still worth it. And so, like, if HBO, it it costs them nothing. So put all these shows on there because, you know what? Hey, if I can get, you know, 25,000, 50,000 more wrestling fans to subscribe to HBO Max to watch Ring of Honor and to watch AEW, why the hell wouldn't you do it? It costs you nothing. So there's got to be – when there's smoke, there's fire, T-Donk, I think. Yeah,
2: we'll have to wait and see.
0: And they now own all out. Finally, they're all in.
1: Yeah, all In was the first one.
0: Yeah, right now here. they finally own the rights to that.
1: Well, there you go. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so, don't mind me. There's a, I I
0: didn't even think about that. There's a severe thunderstorm warning over here. So if you lose me, it's because the
1: power went out. Oh boy, you're that that Morris County man, in that Western New Jersey. Don't worry me you none. Know, I'm not worried. Um,
0: <laughs> do you guys want to talk a, a little Vince McMahon? I know. Uh, oh,
1: there's of the devil. He jinxed himself.
2: No, he's there. He's oh. he's. I think he's having a stroke.
1: <laughs> no, the uh,
0: my I can see my my internet. It keeps going down to one.
2: Yeah, you're getting a little
0: fuzzy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not even like mad fuzzy, like actual fuzzy.
0: We're still here, though. That's right. Can you hear me?
1: Oh yeah. What? All right,
0: Tony. You watched? Did you watch bits and pieces of the Vince McMahon thing? Right. I watched
2: and listened to the whole thing. There were there were points where I actually picked up in podcasts and then went back to watching it. Uh, yeah. Anytime Vince McMahon gives an interview, you gotta watch it because he doesn't give too many of them. Nope. You know, that's the starting point. Um. Pat McAfee runs a weird fucking ship over there, doesn't he? Have you ever seen his uh, his podcast or his show whatever you want to call it? I've
0: I've seen bits and pieces. It is interesting. It's God. it's kind of like 50 million dollars. So he's doing something. Yeah, but right.
2: it's, it it's like it's almost like him and his boys and they just have somebody there. It's like weird. It's like a weird dynamic cuz like they then they start doing the going to drink a beer and they're all going what, what? The, guest, the guest just has to kind of sit there and be like, "Oh, okay, whatever." That's awesome. Um that being said, a uh, little bit of pandering to Vince, which is expected because he's not I wasn't expecting anything really out of the ordinary in terms of questions. It was cool asking him about things like, uh, you know, um, you know, like making budget cuts, getting rid of talent. Um, you know, yeah, the, uh, the term
1: the term he used was uh, dead weights. Yeah, which,
2: uh... I mean, creative, you know, things like that. But I mean, look, he didn't, he didn't say like, we got rid of the dead weight. He, he went through it. He's like, you know, like if, if there's nothing going on creatively, if, you know, like if people don't come to me with ideas, it's like, well, then they become dead weight. All
1: right. Well, here's it the, here's the problem. Everything that we hear from anyone that's ever worked there, that's been on this show or any other show is that they do go to him with ideas and he just can't either commit or it's the, it's the creative team's problem. Like that's just like, that's science. That's what it is. Yeah,
2: but but think about it like this: for every person that goes on and does another interview, and I'm not defending Vince McMahon here, but every every person that you know of that goes on to another interview that had a miserable time in WWE, there's somebody there like an AJ Styles who signs a new contract, or like a Kevin Owens who decides to stick around, or an Edge who makes his comeback and and is making tons of money. You know what I'm saying?
1: Because they're in a comfy spot that there's no real fear. I mean, people can point out counterexamples to any argument, but because there's no real fear aj styles is almost is what almost 50 years old 46 47 48 whatever why would he go somewhere else like when he just wants to just create the cash cow that he needs right now to bank money for his kids like
2: oh i don't think aj styles is hurting for money don't don't think like aj styles like fucking needs a job the dude's fucking made money
3: no i agree
2: but why not get more and he's making like he from from all accounts he's making like Randy Orton money which yeah. is fucking good money why would he want to go anywhere well, else? same
1: thing with Kevin Owens like they they, they they like it's like any job some like you could talk to one coworker who loves where they work and the next person right next to them will be like god this place sucks like they've solidified their spot where like no one's going to bother them no one's going like, to you know no one's going to talk shit about Kevin Owens or AJ Styles like they're just not going to do it so unless they're truly, truly unhappy, take the money and work. <sighs> me. Great, great point, Tony. Kazun
0: T doc That's my counterpoint.
2: I mean, it's. I mean, bottom line is it's it's an interesting listen. Um, one thing that I didn't I didn't really think about, but somebody made a comment about it when uh, he brought up Linda when he said uh, when he said uh, my then wife, and then he corrected himself. He goes, "Well, I mean, my wife." So Fairwise. somebody was like, eh, maybe something's going on between Vince and Linda. We don't know about, but who knows? That That's probably just somebody being a dick, but, uh, whatever,
1: whatever. Tony didn't he want a divorce?
2: Yeah, of course. And then of course, you know, they brought up like, bro, you survived your limo exploding and you came back to wrestling the next week. You're fucking awesome.
1: And then Linda was like, no, I want a divorce.
2: Well, some takeaways, uh, we're not getting, at least at this point, we're not getting Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee will be wrestling at WrestleMania. It looks like yep. he's wrestling Austin Theory. Yes. Um, Undertaker's being inducted by Vince McMahon, so we got that from the interview.
0: Goddamn, pal.
2: Um, ah. And he's not above firing family members. They didn't bring up Shane, but, you know, he said that he's got to do what's good for business, so there you go. In a yes. roundabout way, we kind of get that.
0: I like how he uh, he said uh, uh, we call them uh, superstars because anyone can be a wrestler.
2: You know what? It's a fucking good point. Yeah, it's
1: a great point.
2: Can't knock him for that. Wants to set his
1: yeah. wants to
2: set his talent apart, and and they brought up the World Wildlife Fund too.
1: Yeah. And he's like, I don't even know they existed. Yeah. Anyone can be an actor, but not everyone can be a movie star. There you go. Goddamn, pal. Uh, Oh. There you go. Ah, I, def- I work out. Definitely... What do you
0: say? Works out between one thirty and three a.m.
2: Yeah. Well, he don't fucking sleep. You know what? He sounded more coherent in this interview. Like when he's just being himself and he's like laughing and having a good time. Like I know he's a little more soft spoken than you know, Mister McMahon, and and you know the way he used to be. He's in his fucking seventies, but you can still see like he's he's enjoying himself and he's you know
1: yeah and he had an easy landing spot that's what they call it. like when someone of import does an interview they tend to go where they know that the person's like he didn't do another bob costas like no, interview of course on not. HBO so this, he went to somewhere was... did... someone who works for him uh who has a great presence in sports and and entertainment and he went to, to he did that show and it was it was the, it was the right move
2: i think the last interview he did was with stone cold wasn't it yes. so there you go i mean it's the stone. same
1: You know, there you go. They're going
0: fucking all downhill from him, huh? I guess. Fucking bully Uh, Ray.
1: That show, that show. uh, I had such great hopes for the this thing on the network, and then it would start off tremendous, and then it's just like, oh, all right, Bailey. Okay. (laughs) I
2: just the Bailey one I didn't mind. Sasha. No, but it's just like
1: like, I thought it was going to be more like. I guess I wanted it to be more like the podcast that I listen to, or like a shoot interview style stuff, and it just it just didn't turn out that way. I so do that shame on me for that, I guess.
2: Well, I mean, he brought in Jericho, you know. Yeah. But don't forget that yeah. he had Jericho on. That's true. Um, I kind of want to see the Becky Lynch one, and I'm look, I'm interested. I want to see the Bully Ray one. I'm interested to see what that blowhard has to
1: say. It's all about <laughs> well, the heat, bro. We had the most heat ever.
0: You mean
2: yeah. beef?
1: I still haven't watched the Ron Simmons one yet. Hand job. Damn.
2: Damn. Oh, was a good Ron Simmons. Do I look like a Rosenthal to you?
1: <laughs> Nobody gets that reference. Can't say that you I never do. heard I'm that
2: story. Mike, Mikey Mikey Whiprack told it when uh, he used to be on the uh, front row material
1: podcast. No. no, no.
2: Well, maybe did he ever tell us that story? No. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Where uh, Paul Heyman would just fucking get bereavement tickets for the flights. And, oh yeah, 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 I did hear
3: that.
1: Stuff.
2: And Ron Simmons missed like the Friday show in Florida, but he got there for Saturday because his wife drove him. And he's like, "They wouldn't let me on the plane. Do I look like a Rosenthal to you? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't fucking let him on because the ticket said Rosenthal." <laughs> uh, God
4: know. damn. Good, good
3: shit.
2: Well, God speaking damn. of good oh. shit, can I ask you guys a question? Oh boy, Uh-oh. do you guys want good shit first, or do you want? Bad shit first.
0: Matt, uh, give doing? me the bad shit.
2: All right, we're gonna to go to the three count for MLW. Love it. I knew. I love how Matt knew where I was going. I fucking love it.
0: Good is boy, this Tony. Let me ask you a question. What is this? Is is MLW slowly like? Is this your meh impact?
1: I think it's getting there. I think it's going back to MLW. Yeah, MLW, Greatest greatest line ever.
2: All right, so I'm going to start with the bad of MLW first. Uh, we got Richard Holliday and Alicia Etude. Great. I love them together. What I don't love... Is his fucking bounty bullshit. Because last week, instead of like saying to himself, ah, I could take out Davy Richards on my own and inject myself into the title match, I'm going to open up this Halliburton full of money and give it to whoever can take out Davy Richards. And boy, did they try. Homicide tried. I think Los Parks tried. I think King Muertes even tried. And then Hell's Bells, Alexander Hammerstone comes and helps Davy Richards fight these guys all off because he wants the title match to be fair and square. Mm. Yuck. Yuck. Why couldn't they just have fucking Holiday sitting and waiting and biding his time and challenge the winner of this fucking match and gets what, get what's due to him? I don't know. I don't get it. Worse mm. than that? Look, I like I like Calvin Tankman. Mm. When I said he was making an impression on me, I thought he had a world of talent. He just needs to be a little more seasoned. I sort of feel the same way about Alex Kane. I think he needs a little bit more work, but I do like the gimmick that he's a fighter and the whole Bomaye and all this and that. Bro, putting these two in the ring together with no fucking sense of direction. Ugh, terrible. Terrible. Oh terrible. That big dude on the outside fucking works over Tankman's leg behind the referee's back, and the referee calls off the match, and then they start the match up again anyway? What the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? This was fucking dog shit, dude. This was so you agree, you're laughing because you agree. It was I didn't brutal.
0: watch it. I
3: yeah, I, uh,
1: yeah, we didn't watch it. So. And that I think
2: and I think the only the reason they stopped the match in the middle is so they could show us more footage backstage of Davey Richards being accosted by like all these wrestlers. And dude, he fought with homicide for like four minutes in the back, and all they kept doing was throwing each other into the wall. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? That's a, question the, only, that's
1: a question only you can answer, Tony.
2: The only thing that was good, and this is the third part of the three count, we got the four-way return match for the for the middleweight championship. I was going to say cruiserweight. Tajiri comes back from J- Japan and defends against Myron Reed, Matt Cross, and the fourth mystery guest was Bandito. How's that for a four-way? That's, that's pretty impressive. That's actually pretty radical. And I, bet, it was ab- I bet you this was awesome. It was actually a really good match, and the uh, the finish came where Matt Cross was going for his like, flip-de-doo off the top rope to finish the match, and Myron Reed jumps up and hits him with a cutter. One, two, three. Your three-time MLW middleweight champion, Myron Reed. How awesome is that? I dig. Myron Reed's the young goat. Even though I hate the word goat, he is the young goat. That's all you need to know.
0: You, like, hate the word goat or what goat stands for?
2: I just hate the word goat. I just don't like it.
0: It sounds so like all it, in all its forms. You hate the word. Goat. So you would be angry if someone was like, have some goat cheese. Yeah. No,
2: no, I hate when they want to call somebody like the best. They use the word goat. Why not just say they're the fucking best or they're the greatest? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to say goat?
0: Lisa, Lisa said, try watching it live.
2: Well, that you bought the ticket, sweetie. What do you want me to tell you?
0: <laughs> sorry.
1: Oh, and I'm sorry. You know what? Lisa coming in with the fire.
2: In fairness, all right. You know what? they would was. Be fair. There was, a, there was a 3A with this, and I put this in the Discord. I have to mention this. I know it's a fourth point technically. 5150 cut a great promo about the Von Erichs, and oh, I'm glad God. Lisa popped in because I know Lisa wanted to see the Von Erichs beat 5150. But they're going to get their match. I forget where the next show is, but whatever. 5150, they cut a killer promo. They didn't say fuck. They didn't say shit. They didn't curse. It was fucking Fantastic. This was the kind of promo that they needed to cut and it fucking covered everything. How they, they weren't third generation, second generation. They were from the street. They were first generation. They did it all themselves. They were like DIY. It was great. Great promo from 5150. Great promo. Sorry. I know it was a fourth point, but since Lisa chimed in, I had to bring it up. It's okay.
5: It's okay.
2: But those other fucking, fucking Kane and Tankman, Ugh.
0: Ugh bad now now to the good tony the good
2: beautiful dude there was so much good in the nwa this week i couldn't even i couldn't figure out which three i wanted to go with but all three came from power this week we're not even touching usa usa had a lot of good shit on it too but the in the first spot we got the pope making his his return against mike knox and the pope got a little overzealous And he got caught going into the corner, and it fucking cost him the match. Dude, Mike Knox beat the Pope. This was supposed to be the Pope's big coming back party, coming out party. He was going to start mowing everybody down, and he got a little too overzealous, and he fucking blew it. Mike Knox, your winner. Next point, Billy Corgan, my good buddy Willie, comes out. We're getting the OGK and the Fixers. And it was supposed to be a false count anywhere, weapons, brawls match. And Billy's like, you know what? I'm doing something for you fans here tonight. We're going to make this an opening round match in the Crockett Cup tournament. So that oh. means we're going under regular rules. And, bam, the Fixers defeated the OGK in a fucking great match. I love this match, dude. The Fixers are really growing on me. OGK is OGK. But these guys worked so well together, so much better than it had any right to be. And the Fixers move on to the second round. What a surprise my boy Billy bringing out. Come on. Come on. There you go. Matt, yo, number one on the list, the last of the three (laughs) counts, we've got a brand new national champion, Chris Adonis, defending against the former Crimson, Anthony Mayweather, who's been under fire for not winning matches who had Nick Aldis tell him to fucking pull up his bootstraps and get get to winning, get your head right, get in the game. And boy, did he ever. He broke the master lock, and he rolled up Chris Adonis for the one, two, three. Oh. Another excellent match. Bro, NWA Power was the show to watch this week if you were watching an hour of wrestling. And I didn't even touch on the shit that went on on USA. We had a great dude. Ricky Morton took on Austin Aries. Fantastic match. I mean, I get it. Ricky Morton's like 60 years old, but they had a great match. Mae Valentine was making her wrestling debut against uh, uh, Martina Kornikovia, whatever the hell her name is. Dude, good shit all around. Good shit. Medusa made an appearance. Kenzie Page made an appearance. But it was good for the NWA all around.
0: Now, Tony, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Yes? Do you think it's good for Nick Aldis that F, J A? Double R-E-Double T. It's a special guest referee.
2: You know what? Jeff Jarrett's been fair. He's been back for the NWA like main event matches before. He was there when Nick Aldis wrestled Cody for the rematch. So like he's been around. I'm not worried about it. Here's what. Here's what does concern me, though. We've had so much stuff go on with the tapings. We've had 10 pounds of gold. We already know that Matt Cardona's the NWA champion. Why would they be hiding this fact on their weekly shows? Why are we getting 10 pounds of gold on YouTube? Why are we getting announcements that that uh Cardona's defending against Nick Aldis at the Crockett Cup? And they're not we haven't even gotten this match on television yet. We haven't even gotten mention of it. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like uh, did they forget? Are they trying to hide it or Didn't not? they really
0: end that? power with a hype video for this match next week? Yeah, but we don't for what? The title match? Yeah, for for Murdoch and Cardona. Oh, did they?
2: Yeah. Okay, then why didn't they have this match weeks ago? Now that they've been talking about Nick Aldis and and Cardona with the 10 pounds of gold, you know what I'm saying? There's overlap. There's overlap. Like Cardona's already the champ, but we're getting the
0: match next week? Cuz I guess it's because I guess he has such a following, Matt Cardona, that to have him win the title and put it out there on social media, you're going to get more eyes on the NWA. And maybe the NWA was like, "Let's not tell people when the matches so maybe they'll watch on youtube and Fair then, enough but
2: it's just and then it's announce just, it.
0: it it's just you weird know, like, i bet you i bet you next week and i don't know how it works with fight but i know it comes out what friday on youtube for free right i bet you those numbers are huge to watch him beat uh murdoch
2: i mean could be could be it's just weird that they keep announcing you know the all this cardona match and we haven't gotten there yet in the stories
0: that's what happens when you teep, you pre-tape right I, pre-teeps? I, 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 I get pre-teeps, yes.
2: Pre-teeps. But NWA was fucking excellent TV this week.
0: Excellent. There you go. Let me hit you guys with a little bit of this really fast before I get into my three count. Breaking news, guys. I got two things for you. Oh RK-Bro is the new tag team champions. Oh,
2: for the third time.
0: Delightful. And uh, apparently Becky Lynch is on the shelf because she has a fractured voice box. Yep, I saw that earlier. Oh, that and doesn't she, sound you know, good at all. She, injured, she was at a house show last night in Allentown where she injured her voice box. There's a picture of her on her Instagram. She looks yep. She does not look like she's having a good time here.
2: No, she said she will be back for WrestleMania, though.
0: She did say that. She will be back for Wrestling Mania. Mm. The, the
2: Wrestling Mania. Yes. You know, Jin mean? we're going to the... Oh, fuck. We're going yeah. through the wrestling mania.
1: Just hurt yourself doing the Iron Sheik?
2: No, I fucking... I love my son. But yesterday oh. was time to get back to DDP day for the fourth day in a row and I broke the streak today. And I'm going through the workouts and I want to pick one that's going to challenge me but where I'm not going to hurt myself. And he goes, why don't you do the 100 push-up challenge? We're going to say no. A little sword today.
1: How many did you do? 105 that's like that's not in a row
2: not in a row it's Uh, a course of a half an hour workout but it's all it's all melded in and baked in and whatnot
0: uh let me hit this uh new japan now tony if you listen to the interview with carl fredericks i kind of lost my mind for a few minutes Mm -hmm. yeah i caught that part you caught that part all right at the house of torture can straight fuck off yep okay um I've been watching the New Japan Cup. It's one of my favorite parts of the year. I'm all caught up. Um, Bigger field, but a couple things. The Shingo Big Tom match from today, or last night or whenever, is fucking awesome. And it's an absolute banger. Go out of your way uh, to watch that. These guys beat the dog shit out of each other. It was fantastic. Uh, Okada and El Desperado was a really good match from night one, too. And... uh, And I just thought it was fun to see uh, Sima take on Takamishinoku in the first round. Nice,
2: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So the second round starts on the ninth, Wednesday.
2: Yeah.
0: So I'm excited for that. Master Wado against uh, Okada. Tai Chi gets a bye, my man, because he's the fucking, he's the greatest.
2: No, I I thought Tai Chi was supposed to wrestle somebody and they got hurt, no? He was
0: supposed to wrestle uh, Tenzan, but Tenzan got hurt, so he has a bye. There you go. See mm. rocks. Uh, Hiroki Goto is going to destroy Dick to go. I hope so. Uh, Sima versus Kanemura. The fucking I, I can't. I, I would love to go through the whole uh, brackets, but we don't have a million hours. But New Japan is crushing it, and uh, you know I couldn't put it over enough. Carl Fredericks and Christopher Daniels from New Japan Strong was fucking awesome. So uh, that's what's going on in New Japan right now. So some real good stuff there.
2: Is my fuckboy on the mend? Is he coming back soon?
0: they He's not in the tournament, but they yeah. haven't announced what he will be doing post-tournament. Okay. All right. I'm worried this about we'll him. We'll have to see. You should be worried about him. Yeah. Uh, Three count for the WWE, guys. We got the great announcement today. Vader is going into the Hall of Fame.
3: Well, it's time! Former dun, guest of the show. Dun.
0: Matt,
1: you love you love Vader. You you miss him very dearly, right?
0: I do like Vader. Vader was an interesting character to deal with, but uh, in a wrestling aspect, he's definitely this is a great call. So I'm not against this. I love this.
2: Don't worry, Matt. I know we don't get Vader time anymore, but we still get Vader time on on a a, a little bit. NWA, Hmm.
0: Um, WWE, and A A and E. Have I think announced I had a
2: stroke and gave it to Matt.
0: Have announced a multi-year extension, which will see more than a hundred and thirty new hours of WWE-themed programming on A&E. Let's get that Vlad doc out there. Yeah, please. My God, what's taking so long? So we have that going on, and it looks like the WrestleMania is coming into view. Oh, uh, what's oh. been announced so far?
2: WrestleMania. I tell you guys,
0: Christian Rocco in the chat. He says, "Long overdue on Vader." uh, We got t-shirts from Christian. Well, you got t-shirts from Christian. Yeah, I have them over on my desk, but he sent them for for all of us. So that's right.
2: Thank you, Mr. Rocco, Louis
4: Rocco. Uh, So
0: WrestleMania Night One looks like uh, Charlotte and Ronda, Becky and Bianca, the Mysterios against the Miz and Logan Paul. Drew McIntyre against Happy Corbin. Mm. Oh, again! Uh, night two, winner t- winner takes all. Brock versus Roman, AJ versus Edge, Carmella and Zelina Vega against Sasha Banks and Naomi, and Pat McAfee against Austin Theory. Okay. That's a that's a mania.
1: That's a WrestleMania in twenty twenty two. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. I'm about half and half on that. So mark your calendars, people. Yes, uh, and I think the only one that was confirmed for night two was was Brock and Roman, and maybe, and I don't know if they've determined the rest yet. Yeah, I think they added the Sunday.
1: Stage. Sunday is Pat and Austin. I know that for sure.
0: And I think they they're adding Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville because Johnny Knoxville helped Ricochet beat Sami Zayn for yeah. the Indian Continental Championship the other night.
2: Oh shit! Did we we didn't talk about? We got a new U.S. champion too, Finn Balor.
0: Eggplant. That's right. So try. we might
2: have, we might have a Damien Priest eggplant rematch at uh, Mania.
0: Sure, we will. Sign I me mean, up. Would, people are I would be against excited. that. I'm not, All right, I'm not against it. You know what time it is? It's uh, velvet time. It's late.
1: It's late time. Time for Kevin's top five, baby. Woo! We got there, people. We got there. A lot of fun tonight on the show, but it doesn't get much more fun. And Kevin's top five. And boys, I got a doozy for you tonight. This is my, my, again, my top five title changes, unexpected title changes on Monday Night Raw. But as a caveat, uh oh, none of them are money in the bank cash-ins. So if you thought that I would go with The Miz, cashing in on Randy Orton or Dolph Ziggler cashing in on Alberto Del Rio. No, 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 no. No ins. but the top five title changes on Raw.
2: Can I go first?
1: T-Dunk, rock sure. on.
2: Uh, let's go for Mankind winning the WWE Championship.
1: Yes, I figured that would be the first guess from either one of you, and I figured that you would probably think it's number one, but it's not. Okay. It is number two. Uh, Mick Foley beats Triple H on January 4th, 1999. Lots of tomfoolery. He beats The Rock. There's DX involved. Stone Cold Steve Austin's involved. The McMahons are involved. So that is number two. Mick Foley, January 4th, 1999, wins his first world championship.
2: Kev, I'm just happy I made it on the list.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because you you might might be the last one. Thanks. (sighs) Uh, Psycho
0: Sid beating Bret Hart in 1997. Matt,
1: yeah. Let's see here. Thought about it. Oh. <laughs> and Matt, that's number four. Wait, what? Oh, he fooled us. Because uh, Matt, this just like our Patreon exclusive top five WrestleMania matches. There was a lot of flip flopping. This one made it. Sid defeats Bret Hart the night after Bret Hart wins the world championship at final four on February 16th. Sid wins on February 17th. Thanks to stone cold, Steve Austin with a chair shot. So that is number four, Sid defeating Bret Hart, February 17th, 1997.
2: I don't know if Kevin will go for this, but it seems like something that he would pick as out of the ordinary. I'm going to go Marty Jannetty beat Sean Michaels for the IC title.
1: Tony, you're familiar with a bell that you have right in front of you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might want to ring that. All right, so Tony, May 17th, 1993. Shawn Michaels is very verbose. He challenges anyone, anywhere, anytime, place. Vinny Max in the ring. He tells him to shut his clam. And then, out of nowhere, guy, uh, jean shorts, pullover, sweatshirt, sunglasses, hat, hood, Comes out. It's Marty Janetti. He accepts the challenge. Are you a man of your word, Shawn Michaels? Are you a man of your word, Mr. Perfect? Throws the towel in the face of Shawn Michaels. Marty Janetti rolls them up. One, two, three. You're a new Intercontinental Champion, Marty Janetti. On May 17th, 1993, on Raw. T Donk. Well done.
2: What number was it? A three. I said. Oh, did he? All right. So it's two, good. three, four.
1: You have five. Five and one, I think. Yeah, you have two, three, 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 four. four. Yes, you have five and one. Uh, Austin beating Kane the night after King of the Ring. No, we all saw that coming.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's not not Cashin's. See, I don't know if you would count this one, because I I know it was kind of wiped. They all count. All right. Let's go with Chris Jericho beating Triple H. Fast count.
1: No, that doesn't count. All right. Well, and, <laughs> and was that a Raw or was that a SmackDown? I thought it was a Raw, wasn't it? Could it? Be a, it, it could be a Raw. It I a, know, it could it be completely a Raw. wrong. No, I didn't, I didn't think about it because I know he didn't end up winning. So now it doesn't count. Oh, boy. Um, you guys might not get number one, which is. Was uh, Razor Mode beating Rick Martel. No, that, was, that wasn't that was really a title change. That was a title held up. <laughs> I right, know. So it was vacant, right, Nelly? Nelly gets it. Uh Ooh. okay. So that would eliminate that one too, right?
0: What one? Bulldog and Owen for the European title.
1: That would negate that as well. Okay. I will say I, I mean if we if it if it goes long, I'll give hints, but um j- just let me know uh when you guys are struggling. I see.
2: I don't know if you'd put the Miz up there losing to Rey Mysterio. I don't know if no, you take John no, Cena losing no, to the to, to beating no. the, the Rey Mysterio after that. No, 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 no.
1: Um That's actually that's a that you know what that was actually a big night, so that's not terrible. But no it's not John big Cena big. beating Rey Mysterio. Yeah, after night? Rey Mysterio beat yeah, that's not that's not a terrible guess, and that probably would have made it at some point if I had thought about it. Are Did the matches? That, oh,
2: let me ask. Let me ask a hint. Are the matches on the list like WWE championship matches
1: or? I'll, I'll tell you that, but this is gonna you're, you'll get number one. Oh, WWE, yeah, I see mm. is, uh right, I will what, tell you this. Is RVD
0: Eddie Guerrero IC ladder match on there?
1: No, I will tell you this. One person in uh in one of these matches has already been mentioned.
3: Hmm. And is is Rocky Maivia
1: beating Triple H for the IC title on that? No, Matt, that one just that one got cut for Sid and Brett. Okay.
2: Didn't Triple H beat Rocky Maivia early on for the IC title on Raw? No, Rocky beat Rocky
1: beat Triple H and then Owen beat Rocky. No, but I thought you're thinking Triple H Mark Marrow.
2: That's what I was thinking. And that was
1: Mr. Perfect. Turning heel on, yeah, uh, faking on an injury in the
2: back so he couldn't yeah. wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <sighs> Fuck.
1: Wow, you guys are oh, included. There's no chance you get number one then. Triple okay. H beat the big show, yeah. No, not there. Triple, I mean, no, I think once you guys hear these, you'll know that why they're there. And Triple H hasn't hadn't been mentioned yet. So if you're going that direction, then
0: Austin angle,
1: nope. Alright, so one... All right, I'll, I'll give the belts. Tag titles and Divas Championship. Oh, God. And one person has already been named. So, there you go. That's a whole lot of hints, but not in the correct order.
0: Tag titles...
1: I'm actually really shocked that, Matt, you haven't gotten this one yet, to be honest. Is it Lita and Trish? No, I don't think that was a title. I don't think there was a title change there. If there was, it wouldn't be surprising either way. Tag titles. Hmm. Ah. I've already mentioned the guy. I've already mentioned him. The guy? Well, it's, you know, they've mentioned him.
2: Oh, fuck. It's, um... It's Marty Janetti and the kid and the um the
1: the fucking the fucking Smoking Guns. Nope, that's cor- kind of correct, but not correct. The Head Shrinkers. Nope. No Bam, wait wait.
0: Bam Bam, Bam Bam Tatanka was Rumble, right? I mean, I mean, Tony got one of the
1: teams right. Smoking Guns, Owen and Yoko. Nope. No, I mean he got. All right, Matt. So think about this. I already mentioned him once. The team is right, but the team that they beat is wrong. I haven't mentioned the team that they beat.
0: The one, two, three kid of Marty Gennetti uh, against the Quebecers. There you go. January oh, 10, go.
1: 1994, number five. Uh, big to do. No one saw it coming. Uh they end up losing the belt like Marty Jannetty tends to do when he wins a championship, loses it in the next week, either at a house show or another taping, and and they did. So but one two three kid and Marty Gennetti beat the Quebecers January 10th, 1994, on Monday night raw. Macho man was very happy for them. <sighs> okay. And
2: so the so number one is a number Divas one. title change. Number one is a Divas. It
1: wasn't Paige's debut defeating AJ Lee. Tony, how's that bell working out for you? (laughs) Paige in her first. This is my
2: house.
1: Paige in her first appearance, as far as my research went, her first appearance on Monday Night Raw as she didn't. I don't know if she had the belt on her, but she was the NXT champion at the time, the first ever NXT women's champion. Uh, Paige beats AJ Lee in her debut uh, on April 7th, 2014. I just think the parameters of the match, her being the NXT champion, it's her first appearance. It's it that's just number one worthy for me. Paige AJ Lee. So, to recap, number five, one, two, three, kid, and Marty Ginetti beat the Quebecers for the TIE team championships on January 10th, 1994. Psycho Sid defeats Bret Hart on February 17th, 1997 for the WWE Championship. Number three, Marty Jannetty surprises Shawn Michaels and with the help of Mr. Perfect defeats him for the Intercontinental Championship on May 17th, 1993. Number two, Nick Foley. That'll put some butts in the seats. Beats Triple H. No, he beats The Rock. I'm sorry, I had him beating Triple H. He actually beat The Rock and Triple H was there with DX January 4th, 1999. Page defeats A.J. Lee as number one for the Divas Championship on April 7, 2014. Some shocking ones, boys.
2: I liked it. Good list. Really good list.
0: Great, great list, Kevin. Thank you so much. Um, Just a friendly reminder. Tony hates guests. That's right. Very good point. And it's about that time for us to be going home.
1: Oh, shit. Yeah. Today? Really? I wasn't in the itinerary in the text. Oh, okay. I wasn't well, sure if we were actually committed to it.
0: Going home is coming back, and that's a little thing we were doing back in the day when yeah. we were getting together in studio shows. So we would pick a just a little snippet to talk about before we went home. Uh I have one for you. Okay. All right. Um MMA WWE a superstar wrestler, whatever you want to call him. Cain Velasquez. Uh he is Currently he is he not going is, home. he's being held without bail. He was Can't arrested for a attempted murder um he uh he found out that someone in his family was being abused yes. a very young child being abused by a very older man and uh he decided to take matters into his own hands uh and he followed uh this person and his stepfather for Uh, 10 miles on a high-speed chase and then stuck a gun in the car and shot uh, the stepfather uh, in the leg, I believe. Um, And then he was arrested and he was being held without bail. Um, Obviously, I think a lot of people can relate to this because they would probably want to do the same thing. um, But that's what the police are there for or supposed to be there for. Um. Yeah, it's just a terrible story, a terrible situation. Um, he got a, a cup of coffee in the WWE. Did some stuff in AAA, uh, UFC legend, and uh, looks like he's going to be spending a little time in the clink um, again. There's there's no way he's getting convicted. There's no way a
2: jury's finding him guilty
1: of anything. Come on.
2: It Look, all man, depends, it all depends
1: on how good. It all depends on how good the prosecutor is, Tony. You know that. If he can really paint it that he had really no discretion in doing this then he's gonna like he went out of his way he'll probably get a lighter he'll probably plead out to something but unless he wants to go to trial
2: the worst the worst part was the reason why the guy was in the vehicle with his stepfather was because they were going to get an ankle bracelet or some shit because he was under house arrest
1: yeah but you still can't i mean i I get it but i would yeah again we would all we would all do the same thing
2: but. There's got to be a point, though, when you're chasing somebody for 10 fucking miles on the highway that, like, you've got to have a moment where it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And then you just power through it to keep going. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. It, it, it just stinks that the guy got let go when he was arrested. He got let go. Mm-hmm. He was just released. Because you know what? I, I don't want to get political here, but bail reform is terrible. A hundred
2: percent. hundred percent.
1: That's it.
2: But Which is the funny thing, because now this guy molested a kid and he's out. And yeah. Cain Velasquez...
1: Killed. I like, want wanted to shoot the guy that did it, sure. and he's gonna be yep. yep, and he's being held. So, yep. Matt, I got it going home. By the way, <sighs> you guys all are right, killing me. My going home. We talked about Vader being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Why don't we talk about a friend of the show, Pat Guest, being inducted into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? It was announced that Carrie Silkin will be inducted into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, joining Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe. Uh, The Briscoes, uh, and that's all I know so far. But Carrie Silken, a hell of a guy, a hell of a guest, hell of an entertainer. CM fun Punk. fun talk. It, it seemed, I wasn't sure if CM Punk was 100% announced, Uh, if it was. So CM Punk, I missed that one. But yeah, but Carrie Silken is right there with the punkster. And he's a heck of a guy and uh, a fun talk. So there you go. Congrats, Carrie Silken.
2: I got it going home.
1: Oh, boy. It's good night, Gracie, isn't it?
2: You. Fuck!
1: Oh, I hate you. <laughs> like a book, T-Doc.
2: Like, subscribe, rate, review, five stars on all the social medias, at Wizards Podcast, on all the podcast platforms. On the social media platforms where you're listening and watching us right now. Why not? We deserve it, right? Otherwise, you want to sit around for two hours and 51 minutes and 19 seconds. Jesus, this was a long show. <laughs> so
5: much for this.
0: <laughs> well, look, man. Carl Fredericks was an amazing guest. Please be sure to follow him. Carl yeah. Fredericks underscore Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check him out on New Japan Strong. Uh, man, we talked to him for almost an hour, and we talked about a ton of shit. It was so, awesome. Uh, it was awesome. Next week, we'll be back. Anthony Henry, he will be joining us. Uh, we're going to be doing a little Wizards Rewind. WCW Uncensored '99 is uh,
1: no, it wasn't uncensored, was it? Super Brawl.
0: Well, it was WCW Uncensored. Flair, Flair Hogan in the cage. WCW Uncensored '99. Beautiful. I, I knew that. So we'll, be talk- we'll be I, think
2: you, about- I think Kevin picked it, didn't he?
0: I did yes. pick it, but I didn't think it oh all right, yeah. All right. Look at that. What are you gonna do? Uh we'll be talking, do a little wizards rewind with that next week. Anthony Henry next week, formerly of NXT, you know, I'm from Evolve. He was teaming with JD Drake, uh, great talent. He'll be joining us. Um Jake yeah, something's so- a free agent.
1: Who? Jake something.
0: <laughs> Jake something is a free agent.
1: There you go. You go home. Maybe. Uh, so,
0: like Tony said, rate, review, subscribe um, wherever you're listening to the podcast, uh, and uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please subscribe, leave a comment, and uh, we'll be back next week with another exciting edition of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast.
2: Oh shit! I gotta go in home, and it's not good night, Gracie. James mm. Rolfe, aka the the Angry Video Game Nerd, posted a picture of himself. With a Mania t-shirt. That's pretty fucking cool. Alright. There you
5: Good go. Good night, Gracie. Shit. You fuckers. Good night.